The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? Hey, I'm not going to begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. It's R&R in the morning, a Thursday edition, and if you're on our YouTube feed, uh, do not adjust your balance. That is not Rudy J in uh, photo negative. No. Uh, that is Jason Thompson, my brother, back together again. The Thompsons once again uh, doing a radio show. First time this year? Uh, first time this year, just under the wire. We were due. Uh, Mom, Dad said, one a year. <laughs> Do you think the family's up for this? By the way, uh, I would have thought Rudy J would be in charge of the show. Any any pairing, there's one in charge, right? Oh, Paul Simon was oh, in charge. I'm Garfunkel. Edwin his has Simon. no idea who that is. It's but Garfunkel anyway. and Funkel, and I'm yeah. the Funkel. So uh, let's see, uh, Stan Laurel. Okay, I'm the fat guy. Yeah, well, this is really fun playing with the. Young You're playing young. Okay. Do you know? Th- there's always somebody in charge, and so this whole thing is videoed. And you said right before this, hey, you need to. Uh, open this crackstream.russia.virus. So I have to open this web thing, and then I have to set my camera up because, hey, everybody watches radio on video now. Morning, Eric. He does. So here's the thing. Mm -hmm. The guy in charge has better lighting. That's it. It's a very easy rule. You have better lighting. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, no, by, actually, by design, no, I just what, wanted to make sure we just didn't if you happen look into this. To your left, yes. there is lighting ready and waiting for you if you would like to prop up the circle of fun. Hell yes. That is the light that will bring you into oh. focus that is required to show the uh-huh. uh, beauty that is Jason oh, this Thompson. This is going to be good. Uh, Jason going to sit in today for four hours of. Uh, well, four. If, if, <laughs> I got to get to work. <laughs> I didn't warn you about the show. We don't start at 9 when you m- normally wake up with those lawyer's hours. A lawyerforus.com, that's him, by the way. Uh, going to be doing the show. Lots to get into today as the Bezos Bowl will be in full effect. Playoff ramifications of Thursday through uh, Sunday football. And keep in mind, we got Saturday uh, football as well. Uh, the National Signing Day has uh, come and gone. At least the early period began. Uh, we'll look at the early winners and losers and keeping in mind that there are really – Two recruiting trains that are in in motion as we speak. One being the freshman uh, arrivals, the other being the new dudes from other schools. And we'll talk about how you build a program. Very strong opinions about this, Rob. Uh, and as we all do, I think as we've come into the the situation where we sit now, will not be what it will be in the future. Have it, you read anything about an Alabama five star lineman and what he just got charged with? Um, <laughs> is that a problem? You can't. Okay. We'll talk about that. It's called a tease, Rob. <laughs> well, uh, I can't normally, wait to talk about Normally, that. if you can't bring it up immediately, we're going to have to edit some words. I actually have to ask you what we can talk about. 
That's how good the charge is. Well, you know, I think, remember we used to have to go through that old FCC training. For those of you unaware, my brother and I did a lot, a lot of radio together in previous circa. decades. Uh, it's so long ago we'd have to say circa. Yeah, circa. The early. Uh, circa. We used to, remember you had, we had to take these FCC tests and there was this port uh, of safe harbor. That's what it was. There were safe harbor times yes. that you were allowed to uh, use the English language in a variety of slangful ways. You could cuss. Right. So podcasts like, were like blew blew our hair back like, well, if you yeah. had a microphone and you said that word yeah okay but after 10 o'clock you could get a little bit more now it's kind of like you know pat mcafee has kind of broken the barrier to where we just tell everybody just don't do go too far but back then we had to take this test and you had to know uh not only when you could say things but kind of that george carlin seven deadly yeah, words yeah i thought about that the other day apparently the the seven words we're not doing that there's anymore. only like three or four left we're down to three and and most of them are new pronouns <laughs> or like pronouns say, that we're not allowed like to when, use when we were doing radio okay back in the day you couldn't say a word like booger no <laughs> again a random heck. reference for you guys over 50 years if we years said old. heck um, I, I know you're plugged into the college football world as much as or more than most. Uh, as we get into the bowl season, I, we're going to talk about Florida State as they're kind of uh, dangling the opportunity or the, the the possibility of them leaving the ACC, which would be the last domino to fall in this re, reshuffling of the college football world. I get the desperation. I get the desire. Uh, some of the terms that I've been hearing are are insane. Like I would never even consider some of the terms. We're not talking about that now. This is a reading the menu to the consumer, right? Yes. This okay. is, we're, we're looking forward. We need to talk about that, Rob. We are I have going many to talk opinions. About Let's I, bring those talk about that later. I figured you would. And, yeah. and the real news of the week tomorrow uh, is a bit of a cookoff. Jason doesn't know this. Uh, yes, uh, over the last several months, uh, Minix and I, uh, Minix of the Blitz. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been discussing, you know, uh, the quality of our uh, grilling, how good we are. You're you're pretty good. So I'll, I'll, I would admit that we're cooking. I don't like to give you much. Well, you you, you took, <laughs> but I will give you that. <laughs> you, well, actually, you know, you were the one that did the ribs best for a long time. Back I, in the day, and then I mastered the them, and then there were several pit masters that said, "Listen, we do this for a living. Would you please knock yeah, it off?" Because <laughs> it's just too good. Uh, so I kind of jumped on it. Well, tomorrow. Uh, we're having our, our kind of a quasi-Christmas party. What are you doing over there, by the way? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. Jason's wrestling with his camera. So if you really want to get some motion sickness, uh, go to make sure you're liking, listening, and sharing our YouTube feed. So we, over the years, we've kind of debated as who's Does best. anybody know how to post a video on Facebook? <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> the guys over at Yingling are going are sponsoring this thing. They're going to be pouring some beer, and we're going to cook off tomorrow over at the Max Casa. I do love Yingling. So okay. I'm going to uh, do a couple of sets of ribs. Okay. Um, I'm going to do my standard, my competition ribs. And then I'm going to go kind of out there on the wind. I'm going to try something different. Okay. Uh, I'm searching for pickle juice, and I'm going to need it today by about 3 o'clock. Uh, do you know where to buy pickle juice? Not just a little pickle juice. I need a lot of pickle juice. Okay, I know how to get it. How? You go to H-E-B. No, they didn't, see, I don't want to buy a bunch of pickles and throw them away. I just want the juice. They don't sell the juice. I want pickle juice. Okay, let me t- let me explain H-E-B for you. It's a profit motive. I, I, I've asked. Like, they're not going, you know, what we should do is sell pickle juice for a quarter. 
That'll that'll turn that'll turn. I it. would spend twenty dollars on keep it. that West Side store open. Sure. Evidently, pickle juice is hard to come by. I, I get would, the fact that they would have to charge me. for You know it. what? I guess you know you go to like. There's no way when you go to a football game or something like that 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 they bought that giant vat of pickle juice. Yeah, but I don't want that juice with the with That's the uh, with the sophomore cheerleader mom digging her hands into pickles all for the entire. I don't want that. Pickle juice is like paint stripper. I mean, it doesn't go bad. It's not that it goes bad. I don't. It's the hands that I have been in it. I would go to like a restaurant, supply something like wherever you can buy a big can of nacho cheese. Product. Like, like the Ricos, the good <laughs> folks at, at Ricos. Friend. It's not cheese. <laughs> it's product. It's, but it's cheesy. It's cheesy-ish. The like the good folks over at Ricos that maybe they sell. If anybody knows, please reach out because. I'm getting. See, I want to. I want to pickle brine a rib. I have no problem with that. I, I think I, that's a good idea. But the, the the volume of pickle juice is. I mean, the consumption. I'd have like using three a binder. Of, you doing any, any kind of binder? I was. I always use a binder there, bro. You gonna use some just yellow mustard on that? Maybe. Okay. Maybe I want the yellow mustard is pretty consistent on uh, the my my competition ribs. Mm-hmm. But Jake, this, well, Minix is gonna. This is gonna be something out of a freezer. He's like, should I should I have microwave these at eight or nine? You know. <laughs> hey, uh, let me tell you. Um, now he brought in some bird ends the other day. Wor- that were really worthy ready. competition. Minix um, um, can cook. It's it's going to be a comp. It will be. So I got here on the. Hey, just come in and set your phone on the desk day, and tomorrow is barbecue day. Yeah, we, party day. At least we get to talk to Mike McCarthy today, right? No, that'd be tomorrow. tomorrow okay, well. yeah. okay, gotcha. Well, he, gotcha. he heard you were coming, and then okay. no pe- part of this. <laughs> this is such no. man. This is a great day. Rob. He felt like the hard hitting questions that were coming from us was just too much to handle them before a, a game the likes of Miami. Do you ask him hard hitting questions? Uh, you can. You be but you're pitching underhand. You always. Have oh, I, I love softball. You're always like us. So why are we so great? Enough about how great you are. Let me tell you how great you are. That's that's really. How I, I, Coach, you really lost weight. You're you're a wonderful man, and, and I understand you're 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 good with dogs. You are. Um, that would be. <laughs> so I mean, your haircut looks fantastic. <laughs> you know, he was the way he coached after his appendix attacked him. I, I can't wait to talk to him about it because we share a mutual experience. So he had an appendix issue. Stephen Colbert had an appendix rupture. What's up, man? Well, you know. Is that like a death in threes thing? <laughs> well, I'm safe. Did you have an appendix issue? We were remember when we were in Florida. I lost my appendix. Now um, I know where it went. Did you yeah. keep it in a jar? Or well, something? I, I tried to make it into some jewelry. I, but they I honestly, yeah, I remember it. It was right day, before I, the, I was so worried. The uh, Tampa Bay football game, where we, had, you know, we were living in Orlando and the Cowboys were coming to Tampa. It's all a blur. It's a it's a blur. It, it was a blur. All but, I can tell you is a Jerry Jones Dome as a an NFL facility is way bigger than that Tampa facility. Tampa Bay is cool. Also, by first instinct, not really. I mean, we're San Antonians. Not like, hey, let's go to another NFL f- football game. I don't think I realized how rough the NFL crowd was. And Rob, that was ten years ago. Got to be more than that, right? A uh, little, yeah, right about ten. Sixteen years ago. No, it wasn't that long. No, it wasn't. It was like 2010, 2009. Okay, well, that's 13 years ago. Yeah, that's yeah. a hard opposition yeah. to really close, by but, the way. So 13 years ago, I thought that the NFL crowd, 
It was a little rough. I mean, I, no, I'm, I'm just telling you, for the price of the ticket and everything, you know, the whole thing. I mean, you have to go in costume, right? So, I mean, you talking whole, about the Tampa crowd, the Tampa crowd, and the Dallas crowd. It, walking up, you're gonna go, okay, dude. Well, you, what, don't go to a, a Raider game. Well, I mean, don't it's, go to it's, a it's Philly kind game. Of across the league, though, I don't think you can label just 49ers anyway, um, just as one and, group or the just the Raiders. I don't think that's true. When you I say think rough, NFL, what are you talking about? Like, like fights in the parking lot kind of stuff, or just like if you had if you had a child with you under the age of fifteen, fourteen, you would be extra cautious. Like, we need to go this direction, not this direction. We need to go to that entrance, not that entrance. You're not going to go to this restroom. We're going to go to this restroom. Like there, there's you have to be on alert. It's it's like parent alert area. That's all I'm saying. Like, uh, I, I, it all be, I'm saying is, it, from the, your the cowboy fandom is, is polite in oh, comparison. My, yeah, to you're some going places. at you're going at a different entrance than I'm uh, going. Well, I can tell you uh, well that. go to a go to a Baltimore game. Well, the Philly it goes without saying. Philly, I think it's real is, easy to throw stones at all the teams we no, don't like. Philly is so absolutely their fans. You're right historically, they, but I think the label actually applies to. Pretty much every NFL team that it might not be safe in some areas. In some areas, you might need to have a heightened lookout. <laughs> you you know I'm right. I, I, I'm not disagreeing. Okay. Well. But, uh, I mean. I get one show to air grievances. <laughs> <laughs> With all due it's respect. All it's in the Geneva Convention, so I'm told, that if you preface something with all due respect, you can say whatever you want to after that. Mike McDaniel heard that. Wait till you hear what he has to say to his team regarding the expectations of them versus the Cowboys. Cowboys Miami Sunday, a game you can catch live right here on San Antonio Sports Star. We're talking about it next, how important it is. Tyreek Hill's got some games to play and some money to make. He's got a lot of women to keep. keep uh... yes, He's had a busy year. We'll talk about that next. This is R&R, and you lucky devils chose correctly. It's 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's R and R. As usual, my brother is not a, not prepared. We're we're looking for equipment. I'm present. That's ninety percent of the battle. That man. is. That's so we just been told. show up, whether you're late or not. Uh, the uh, Cowboys take on the uh, Miami Dolphins, and what was uh, what appeared to be rather important on Sunday afternoon. Did I, it? Well, you know, you after the beating. That the Cowboys took. Yes, there is. You know, there's the narrative that they can't, which I don't buy into. But there, there is the narrative that you kind of have to do it at least once to be successful again. You know, to to prove to yeah, themselves. Yeah, you're going to have to explain what you're talking to, to, about. For I the don't Cowboys have one goal here this year, and that's to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's they're they're all in on this thing. Okay, um, unlike every other team. Well, well, yes, but they're actually in a position to get there. This okay. is one of those years. It's a, it's a realistic And, and to get there, we know to, they're going to have to go through, given their current record, they're going to have to win a couple of road playoff games. And, and most certainly, going to probably, well, I say most certainly, most likely have to go through San Francisco. Go on the road and play a team in San Francisco that is the boogeyman to the Cowboys. Okay. They've been completely unable to do Before it. Before the game kicked, hey, the Cowboys have made the playoffs. And I thought, well, this game's going to stink. Exactly. 
So given it's that, basically the effort you're giving right now. Rob. So do you do you expect <laughs> when you already well, know knowing, like there's no book? Well, see here. Okay, we say. no one's no one's ranking our ratings right now. Rudy, take off. We're, well, this is cowboy season on Sports Talk Radio. That's why you get all these fill-ins right so, now. So, <laughs> right I mean, now. as soon as you found out you made the playoffs, it was like, okay, how about uh, 70% effort? You know? It felt that way. Micah Parsons hurt his knee standing straight up watching the play as it was going on. It was a... He was just standing there. Like, who stands next to a pile like that's actually engaged? I, you very rarely see that. So if it's you like take a, that a non-participation idea. injury. Do you It'd be see? like injuring the, the sideline judge is how he got hurt, just standing there. Do you see the Cowboys offering that same effort from here on out? Because there is the, the idea, you're going to have to beat a good football team just to prove to yourself. And Miami is kind of in the same boat. Okay, so the Cowboys go out and they just rope. Uh, they they go on the road and and they they massacre road like even like go back to the 49ers and they win right that makes them more likely to win in the playoffs yes that's the assumption but why is that because they've never done it and haven't been unable to win in the playoffs other than a roadie versus Tampa which we expect to see again okay but i i, I just don't i understand it and I understand why you'd say that, because if they've done it before, therefore they're more likely to do it again. Do you believe as we sit right now they can? I, I believe that they're healthy. That's it. I think if they're healthy and motivated, that team can beat anybody anywhere. And I, that's all I play for. If I'm going to be blunt and I am the guy in charge, I would be, we're talking about health. We need to be peaking when we play the 49ers on the road. When we play this team, we need to be at our best. How do I get to our best if Micah Parsons is under the weather, I don't play him. There we sit. And right now, the the argument is, you know, Mike is ready to go. That's He's not the worry. It, it's uh, Zach Martin. Zach Martin getting hurt. Uh, you know, we saw what happened to that offensive line, whether it was 70% effort, whether it was a vanilla game plan, knowing full well the outcome was no long. As far as the season outcome was already one of the goals taking place. You're in the playoffs. I think what what did change the dynamic just a bit was watching Philadelphia lose on Monday night because there is the opportunity as we sit. If Philadelphia is what I think a lot of people are believing they are, uh, not as good and possibly could lose one more. Maybe the Giants, maybe the Commanders could jump up and get them considering they're also playing for health. You know, they're, they're locked in as well. Sure. And if they drop another game, and the Cowboys, while they're in a gauntlet of sorts and playing some tough teams, if they manage to squeeze through a couple of wins, they could win the NFC East and not even worry about going on the road till much later. How do you balance that idea? Well, as as the Cowboys face it, so do the Dolphins. McDaniel and the and the Dolphins are in the same boat. The accusations are the same. The numbers are the same offensively. They've beaten some good teams and they've lost to some bad teams. They they look very much alike. Yet they're playing at home. McDaniels was talking about prepping for this game in particular mm-hmm. and tried to pl- drop a little bit of a deadpan joke, and it fell flat on its face, uh, with all due respect. Uh, not much. The, the thoughts are um, firmly um, with uh, getting better from this previous game. And... Uh, you know, as I talked to the, um, they beat the Jets today, thirty to nothing. By the yeah. way, I, uh, you know, I, I instructed the players to um, anything other than ta- uh, concerning yourself with um, the 
the next opponent, which for us is the Dallas Cowboys and and any other narrative um, that has to do with good teams or um, playoff seeds or the next three game, all that stuff, um, I, I gave them the clearance to tell all members of the media to, with all due respect, <laughs> F off. With all due respect. Um, because all we're focused on is the Dallas Cowboys. and Didn't uh, quite land they, there, Mike. They definitely deserve our attention. So as we clean up our game um, from the previous, we'll be thinking about that. And um, the narratives will be what they be. Um, and not really concerned, know that that's going to exist, but it's really inconsequential for what we're trying to do. That's the head coach of your Miami Dolphins. Okay, a couple comments. <laughs> One, couldn't agree more. He's right. Two, sounds like a high school kid doing a book report yes, on a book he didn't it certainly read. does. Uh, and the book was it was uh, surprising. Uh, the, the character uh, films was uh, complicated, and, and, and it and it was um, it was a good. It book. was it was good, and I enjoyed it, and I I liked it, and it was it was good. It was good read. That's Mike McDaniel in prep. <laughs> they're, they're not in the same boat yet they are. And, and it's going to be interesting to see how the Cowboys decide to approach this game because I agree with you to some extent. I do think the Cowboys took their foot off the gas the moment they knew that they had clinched. The moment Atlanta went down, it's kind of hard to go, well, uh, let's go give it a 1,000% on the road in Buffalo in a driving rain when it's 40 degrees, the most miserable game you can be in. So, yeah, they yeah. took their foot off the gas. Yeah. Yeah. But they also got their ass handed to them yeah. I mean, at the same time. Yeah, all true. Here's what's really going on. Uh, as Cowboys fans, we know the wheels are going to come off this in dramatic fashion, and we're all trying to prepare ourselves for the inevitable disaster, disappointment, and embarrassment that is being a Cowboys fan. And that's what we know is going on. So we're trying to go, okay, oh, that's it. Uh, we got an injury there, and we and we and if we if we would have gone to Buffalo and won on the road, then we would. You know, it, we're just trying to prepare ourselves. Uh, you're, 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 uh, we say on the air here, you're you're Cowboys hanging out. Your battered Cowboys syndrome, your BCS I, I syndrome. I say this. Is I was very apparent. I say this uh, in all honesty and with all due respect. I was sentenced, yes, at a young age to be a Cowboys fan, and sadly, you chose I didn't choose it. But you chose to be an Aggie fan, and we suffer from the Aggie fandom as well. The consistent uh, no, you know, no, there's that, a difference. That, there's well, a there's difference. a sense of dread as an Aggie fan there's and a, a Cowboy fan. That isn't, when but, you've been sentenced to be a Cowboys fan and you had no choice, yeah. it was it was chosen for you like a religion or something like that. Like this is it. I'm this. Is, I'm stuck. I can't go anywhere else. This is my thing. Then you serve your sentence in gin pop. Your entire life. And, and, and gin and, pop being what? Uh, the general population. A prison? Yes, that, basically. That's slang. Is it? That, I didn't know what that meant. I mean, 
the folks I hang with. Uh, you, we, we call it. You are we sentenced to cowboy fandom. You choose your allegiance in, in uh, college football. Uh, and sure. we got a chance to see chosen allegiances yesterday across the country as the early signing period began. Lots of San Antonio types heading out. Jeff Trailer fills the uh, coffers yet again, and we'll look across the country. Where'd them Aggies land? And boy, did Texas bring in a boatload. We're, we're talking recruiting. We're talking bowls. It's college football time next. This is R&R. And you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's R and R. No other R. There's a a J there. Jason Thompson sitting in for Rudy J today. We are in fact brothers. Make make sure you are. If you want to see what he looks like, go to our YouTube feed. What I do is I put the microphone in front of my face in case this that way. There you go. It looks good. Dude, right? I got lighting. It's a pretty sweet gig, Rob. <laughs> I have to work. National Signing Day. Yeah, this is not working. <laughs> My only work is turning off that so very you, early So you and I going to sit around and talk sports for yeah. four hours, yeah. and you're getting paid, and, and you know. And the excuses that come along with our gig. I, uh, I have to watch the game, babe. I mean, I, I have to. It's, it's literally for work. It's putting food on the table. Oh, buy the Sunday ticket. That's tax deductible, tax, man. It's part uh, of my it job. Used, it used to be. It's not anymore. Says who? <laughs> the iris. The iris? The, the iris. <laughs> they told won't me, let you deduct told me in that. no uncertain terms that is no longer a deductible quantity. Really? No, it's not. Sad. Sad but true. That seems well. It's like uh, as attorneys, we have to. We are required to appear in coat and tie. I have a uniform. And now you should if, be able to write that off. Right? You should be because you know if you're working somewhere else and they have a uniform, you have to buy it. That's part of your work expense. Mm-hmm. You cannot deduct suits and ties. So we all have our wapos. So I, I I buy all my suits and ties at Academy. Uh, it's well known um, that the, uh, the the Longhorn train is rolling. And uh, yesterday, National Signing Day, kind of showed that they they grabbed some five stars. Longhorns do what they do very well. They won February, or the one signing period so far. <laughs> and as an Aggie, I know if you win the recruiting battle, it's all, it's all guaranteed. It's all downhill from it's there, all right? Guaranteed. Uh, they, Everybody pans out as long as you have more five stars than your opposition. It's a guaranteed win, and I know that as an Aggie fan. And as we sit, uh, national signing early signing period began yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's the usual suspects up there at the top. And I don't cl- pr- claim to know anything about any of these guys that they're signing. I mean, it, it, I'm not in the weeds. I don't know who the best five-star cornerbacks are. You guys tell me. 247 ESPN, let the Lugan Bills of the world. Well, you did, like uh, – what was it? Two years ago was that? Two years the Aggie class. Denver Harris was he was a five star among five stars, and I don't know if he's even playing anymore. I, you don't know, right? Five stars hit and miss, miss. So, so, uh, what like the Alabama lineman that just got charged with a misdemeanor? What was his? What was the charge? According to the reports, I have no personal knowledge of this, but according to allegedly, uh, according to a an allegation, there is a five star. Uh, uh, I believe he's a guard, maybe recruited as a tackle, charged with misdemeanor spreading of STDs. Oh. Knowingly spreading STDs and was thinking about going in the portal and then realized that was probably going to be a, a non-starter and decided to stay at Alabama. That's your five-star. So you, I'm just, Was he I, spreading the STDs on the field? I, again... I would. I mean, did, I don't know. Rob. Did it affect his do we play? Need, do we need to talk? Did, were there fellow players? Do that, you know what an STD is? Uh, um, 
Is that like I don't yards know how basic I need catch? to go with you? Is it that yak? And so an STD is a, is that? Hey, this is no this is no joking matter, Rob. I mean, if you want to laugh at stuff like that, I mean. So uh, Elijah Pritchett is arrested for knowingly transmitting an STD. Do we know which which one? No. And do you need to? <laughs> well, there's some well, that I don't think you need to know. I don't think you need to know. There's some that'll kill you. There's some that'll make you itch. I'm not your son. I'm just trying is, to figure this out. This isn't the talk. Is he right? itchy? Are okay. they itchy? Sounds like are they burning? Sounds like experience. Or are they uh, in a lifelong syndrome kind of thing? Because there's varieties of this. Is there, Rob? Tell us about that. Well, I'm, you know. No, no, no. I read. You brought it up. If I you read. Want to talk no, about, you brought it up. Go through your roster. Why don't you do your top ten, uh, one being well, the worst Coming STDs. in at number one. <laughs> Another three initial. Mexican monkeypox. <laughs> comes in at number five with a bullet. Monkeypox. Sudanese. <laughs> Have you ever had the Sudanese creepers? That's number three. You die instantly. Inst- well, it's instant death. You have like first, five seconds. First your teeth fall out, and then you die. My point being, if I can get this. Back on track. My point being, uh, the five-star historically, I, I love it, and I'm into it, and I really want to win it. Well, I want to start question. with that. I really want to win the recruiting battle for my team, and, and I feel a sense of pride if you got a top-five class. Here's what's not true anymore, uh, and we know this. The recruiting stars are wildly inaccurate. They are not a predictor of future success. You can, I can name as many three stars that went to the NFL as I can five stars that even made it through college. You don't know anymore. And if you are not embracing full-heartedly the transfer portal, you're crazy. You're missing it. You're trying to win now December. It used to be winning February. You're trying to win this ranking that is not translating into success on the field transfers are ready-made products transfers can show you one went to class have a track record now i'm talking about a 20 year old the difference between an 18 and a 20 year old in terms of football and ability and athleticism and development is huge if you are not killing the portal in these rankings i think you have to stop and go we're not going to do rankings anymore you know top 10 top 25 until february the second signing period and we're going to throw in the transfers that you got that's how you build a class and i would say anymore 50 50 should be your mix maybe 60 40 40 being transfer portal because they're ready-made products you've seen what they can do on the field in college you see that they can lift weights you see that they can do that and manage an academic schedule you see they have a head on their shoulders you know if they're coachable you know if they play assignment football you know if they can read a defense or run the right route you know all these things you don't know this in high school let's talk about that next what is more important is it this week Next week, when we're talking high school seniors, or maybe it's that senior transfer or that sophomore that just ran out of room. Let's talk about the portal versus the recruiting trail. That's next. This is R and R, and you're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. 
morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from The Blitz. 2 o'clock today, we are going to be live out at Lucy Cooper's, their new location on 151 with our friends from Flight by Yingling. We expect to talk with UTSA quarterback Frank Harris. Stephen Jones will join us at 4.30 and John McClain at 5.15. Jason Thompson, you ready to punch your brother yet? <laughs> it's early. No, we got that out of the way. And he's way bigger than I am. As our dad taught us, never, ever pick a fight unless you're absolutely sure you can win. <laughs> so we've been, uh, we're undefeated. Uh, he's Jason Thompson. I'm Rob Thompson. Yeah, the uh, Thompson brothers back together for a, a last end of the year concert. Kind of like, you know, Pete Davidson's coming to San Antonio on some kind of ridiculous comedy tour that he obviously scheduled during the uh, strike to get some kind of money in the bank. No, he's not, he's not he doesn't have a gig right now. He didn't he doesn't work for Saturday Night Live. Uh, he's uh, he had other gigs. I mean, uh, what we've uh, noticed okay. over the uh, years. It's now a Kardashian well, well, gig. Well, we've noticed it kind of is. I mean, you get in with that, there's some, you can print some money. But we've noticed over the last year that of these random comedy tours of all these guys that have been out of work for about six Pretty eight good. months. I saw the Colin uh, Jose with uh, basically Michael Che. They just brought Saturday Night Live dudes and did a bunch of segments. Bunch of they did their stand up really entertaining. So very the, very talented comedian. Uh, we got we're kind of up against it. Did you see the uh, last week and they wrote each other's joke? I did. did. One of the best things on TV today is that segment. It uh, it had me laughing to tears. It is the most awkward, innovative segment on modern television, it, it, and it only happens once a year. And it happened last Saturday it night. It was really well done. Yes, that was. Uh, that's I, it. I wish but, we could talk about it more. Uh, that's one of those things that you can dig into on your own. Uh, the, the levels. I think it's good enough to bring it up. And to put it on people's radar, yeah, but the, to try to describe it, waste everybody's the time. Levels it's of, like, I had a dream last night. Okay, yeah, check out. Yeah. No one no one wants to hear I don't that. want to hear your weird dream. But yes. this one, uh, and I, hey, I want you to hear some of my favorite music. I want you to sit down and listen to my favorite music because I want it to be your favorite music. Yeah, it's I, not, not going to happen. I have access to music. I, I I've already decided. Already, I've, already voted. I've already picked. I don't, uh, I don't need another uh, applicant. The ranking of the uh, transfer portals, that's part of the conversation as we head toward uh, the completion of signing day. The Spurs get busy against the Bulls. We're talking well, about it next. fake tease, by the way. We yeah. were supposed to talk about recruiting and transfer yeah, portals. Yeah, but you wouldn't shut up. Now comes the punch. Now comes the punch. No, we got to get into it. We owe it that. But coming up, silver and black, we do it every day at 7. Looking forward to an imminent victory or an ongoing flood of defeat. That's next on R&R. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the top oh, oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning <laughs> on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. So what you should do. That's part of my guest appearance. I'm going to give you some advice. Okay. Take that open, okay, and then uh, do your digital thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then that could be like your alarm. I'm yes. telling you. It, it, in fact, if you yeah, will subscribe, huh? If you'll subscribe to our YouTube feed, and, you'll and, get, and you'll mash get an the alert, like button, and you'll get an alert, and put your thumb all over it. As I was told, is the cool thing to say. I don't think you know what you're talking Put about. Put your thumb all over it. 
Okay. Does that and, have and anything to do with my suggestion? I, I, like, you, can you do that now? I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. All uh, right. <laughs> let's talk some Spurs. We do it every day at 7. It's the Silver and Black hey, Podcast. Rob, let's, let's do a deep dive on technology. Let's do you it. and me. Uh, <laughs> let's put our thumb all over this stuff. Uh, we do it every day. Make sure you're downloading it, telling a friend, uh, and sharing with the, the magical news that we give you. The Spurs uh, try to pick up uh, where they left off uh, last game uh, with another loss. Uh, heading into Chicago, saying hello to DeMar DeRozan and another team. Hold that's, on. That's Chicago's in, a mess. Yeah, yeah. Quite frankly, in disarray. It, yeah. It's not like it's out of the question to win a basketball game. We're, we're waiting to see if Wimby is going to be available after taking the night off to, uh, uh, genuflect on a, on a sore ankle, I guess. But I want to talk about something that I found very interesting. Dude, I would when we shut Wimby down. But before, what's the point well, well, of wasting <laughs> minutes on? I mean, we are, we are, we are freaking Awful, so I want to talk about your mentality. No consequence. So no one's paying a price. You know, the only people paying a price is fans, right. season I'm, ticket holders like me. And I have. We get subjected to this garbage. Another practice. We got to watch a practice against a real NBA well, team every freaking night with no consequence. You fire up, somebody. You There's got to be some responsibility here. Well, let's warm it up. I want. I want to. I I'm think sorry. you're hitting something I'm that sorry. is it's a, a nerve. Christmas season. No, we no, should no, love. I think you're hitting forgive. something because. You know, uh, uh, when you're in the media and you kind of, you kind of, you don't live the same life as a fan. Rob, I'm I love not you. Spending money, and, and, and you're not media. Well, I'm in the media. I no, didn't say I'm of the You media. know people in media. I'm not a journalist, but I'm in the media. I'm sure. not a journalist. All so, right. in but, a very broad, but, but definition. little things like when I go to the games, just going to the games, sure. are very different for when uh, a season ticket holder goes to the game. You go in different entrances. You yeah, the difference is stuff. we paid. Yes, and you have the right. The right to boo when you go and to complain when you go because you are an investor. As much as Red McCombs family spent a bunch of money, you spent a percentage of your income to go see it and you have every right to do there it. There ain't and, and nobody it, in charge of this organization. That's the little me. things. I heard oh, you. Add, add the McCombs family. Okay, that's fine. Add, add some other folks. I can guarantee you this. There is no one in charge. Nobody's in charge of this organization. No one. We'll keep the background being young Peter J is now the 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 managing partner of this uh, assortment of San Antonio. I assume South Texas he's not money. watching games and he's getting alerts like, "Hey, we're really improving, Peter." So you brought up something about just the little things of going to a game. And keep in mind, as a a season ticket holder, you haven't, as far as being there, mm-hmm. you haven't witnessed the Spurs win a game in a year. Yes. I want everybody to think about that for a second. That yeah, there are and people last, but last year it was like thousands of dollars. Even when we competed last year, I knew what the prize right. was. And so even even sitting with like uh, opposing teams fans, by the way, Nick fans, if you're going to see a, a game. Go with at, Nick fans. Go, go when the Knicks are there. They're <laughs> yeah. so much fun. Nick fans are awesome because they've had bad teams for a long time. They know exactly how to do it. I'm telling you, they're brilliant. I had a great time with some Nick fans at, at the Spurs game. the The difference is, last year I wanted to lose by one. Right. Uh, this year, you added a generational talent and got worse. How? How? What team could I put Wimby on this year from last year's team and make them worse? How? There's got to be a consequence. So I'm going with the – there's no one in charge. No one. Brian Wright, I don't know <laughs> what he has, but he has a trump card somewhere 
that if they bring up, like, they, oh, can't talk about firing Brian Wright because you know he has that, I don't know, his, 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 his dad owns a majority stake. I don't know. There's something going on. Because Brian Wright having a job right now makes no sense. It's not possible that there is any performance review going on inside the organization. Like, uh, So you were only told, like, how many times about Primo and you didn't do anything? Okay, I can understand that. And you chose to draft a guy? He was a, a freshman from Alabama, and everybody goes, well, that's a crazy pick. And the only reason it's not crazy is it's a Spurs. Other than that, it was crazy, and it was crazy, and it was always crazy. Luka Simonich had that turn out? Okay, 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 okay. What kind of team did you assemble? One without a point guard. Great job, Brian. So what are we going to do? We're going to play a sophomore power forward at point guard. Okay, I, I we get are that you're in mad, an tempo NBA. We're going to do point, that. Once you start, oh, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that you're mad at right, and I think that there's growing concern about the future, at least the talent depth. But you know, I think we're going to. What I'm trying to get at is at what point is Pop culpable in this? From oh, he's a, absolutely okay. culpable. So, because there's one thing to, you know, you're dealing with the groceries that you were bought, but uh, he's a chef. I was told that Pop can do, can, is a, the best coach in NBA history. I know the ingredients ain't the best, but uh, I've seen Chopped. You, you can cook something pretty nice, but yet we're worse. I don't even know what we're doing. Are we going to, are we going to go, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to work on every possession. Okay, so we're going to be more of a half court, slow it down. Our defense is this. We don't have much depth on the roster. Uh, we're going to do this thing. So that would be coaching, right? So here's what I'd ask you to do. Can you run more than two plays? No, we don't have time for that. We're going to run a weave, and then we're going to put some guys on the court that will constantly be standing right next to each other on offense, each pointing at the other with no consequence because they don't even know the offense. Or do you want to go up tempo? Okay, how are you going to do that? Well, we're going to play no point guards. We're going to play the slowest guy we've got, you know, at, at uh, point guard. Okay. A, a ball What court. are you doing? What are you trying to do? Are you going to do five out? Are you going to do four out? Well, let's put Wimby in the middle and surround him with four shooters. Do something, you moron. My God. Are you going to develop talent? Okay. Blake Wesley. Is he a point guard? You know, now that you mention it, he is. So should we develop him as a point guard? You know, maybe we should. It's idiotic. It's stupid. It's amateurish. Of course he's culpable. Of course he is. I don't know what's going on, but you've got to start somewhere. And with a ball of knots, how do you unwind it? Start with the first knot. Brian Wright, fired. Does that fix it? Keep going. Am I going to fire Pop? No way. <laughs> I might fire him upstairs. <laughs> I'm not doing that. You know, I, I love the man. I'm not doing that. What if what if the season would have begun under different circumstances where Pop and, and the Spurs organization would have come out and said, yes, we got Wimby, but this is just the beginning. If you're, you're fired. Even with that. that you, have, it, you have no plan? Well, no. If My he plan said is to plan suck again? Is, Here's, I can get draft picks, Rob. I can coach. You and I, you want a GM, let's flip a coin. You be the GM, I'll be the coach. Here's our plan. Let's be horrible. All right. Go fight, lose by 
40 what if he had told regularly. Us what if he said, we are going yet again. We are not even going to compete this year. Even though we got Wimby, this was just the first step in the plan. So the expectations should be just like last year, even though you need, we, we had a new three first-round draft picks next year as we sit. But, okay, with that in mind. Everyone can do that. So getting, this, getting high draft picks, Rob, is easy. Okay, but Getting more draft picks for talented players and trades is easy. But what if he'd have told you that was the plan instead of, hey, we're, we're charging toward the playoffs? Because this is what he said My yesterday. plan is to fail high school physics so I can, I can do uh, another year of high school. That's your plan? Yeah, because I want to do it again. And then the next time I'll be really prepared and I'll be able to ace it. It's a plan for failure. It's no caught. one plans that way. Well, it's getting caught in what they call the process. It allows you to lose today because tomorrow will be better. But today we're always allowed to lose. And I think that's what they get into. But Pop has found himself in a situation like you're just talking about. He's got a bunch of kids, and they're going to have to learn to be pros, at least by his measure. Uh, well, obviously it's a challenge. Uh, but it's fun is the wrong word. But it's a it's exciting and meaningful challenge in the sense that uh, I feel a great responsibility to those guys. You know, if I, could, if I can be around when we were winning, I sure as hell can stick around while we're losing. Uh, it's a different dynamic. And as we all know, this goes in cycles. And uh, I just thought it would be important uh, to experience this with these guys and help them grow as far as understanding, you know, what the basketball gods demand. Uh, it's not about talent. They have to learn how to be pros, uh, figure out their place as the program builds back and we use the draft picks that we've gotten uh, over the next few years. So uh, it's, it's a process in that sense. But because they've got such high character, it's really been uh, enjoyable to go out there and coach totally differently than I did with Timmy and Manu and Tony. Uh, that was making adjustments and doing things during games. Uh, and uh, adding a piece here and there uh, to an already really good team. And this is different. This is more teaching, more fundamentals, more habits, uh, more consistency kind of things. And that's a, a different emphasis and focus. So, uh, if, you, if, if you have a team that's been handed to you by a general manager where you have to, in the NBA, teach fundamentals – just what in the hell is going on, man? Well, you're drafting 18-year-olds. I mean, every coach has to. Do, do you want? Oh, they, they, they need to learn how to be NBA veterans. Let me let me give you a secret because no one knows this. Sometimes with young teams, you you end up, especially when you have a huge gap and what you're paying under the salary cap and the actual salary cap, you bring in veterans that you know how to play the game that can still offer you good minutes. And these are the guys that get you into the right sets. These are the guys that tell you defensively, you will not screw up again. That is our rotation. And the veterans are the ones that coach in the locker room. That's a secret that, by the way, Rob, everyone knows it. How in the world did you put together the youngest team without a single vet And when you have absolute giant holes in your roster? Well, Doug McDermott, Chetty Osman. And I guess Zach Collins would be considered the vets. I'm not. I'm just saying who they okay, chosen. Okay, dude, really? I'm not defending it. I'm telling you, this is the team that Brian Rock put together. I know, and, and it's it's ridiculous. And the, it, w- with that in mind, the looming possibility, and I would say it's a great possibility that both both Chetty and McDermott will be gone by the trade. So deadline. we can get some more draft picks. So, so we, we can get, get younger, get it's, younger, it's, and have to coach more. Listen, you're going to have 
to do something. Uh, here, there's something he said that I do believe defined the situation that we find ourselves in. He said, Pop said, and I believe it to my core, he has a tremendous responsibility to his guys. I listen, but that is him. not to the fans, and this is where we've gotten lost. I think that the Spurs also have a responsibility to the fans. It's not just to a thirteen guys. How about the fifteen thousand season ticket holders? One of which I'm sitting across from who has not seen this team win in a year at home. A year. And you continue to tell us, hey, we're getting better and we're practicing and I'm teaching these guys the three-man weave and we're learning to dribble between our legs and we know how to dribble looking forward now. And I've used Jeremy Sohan in the pizza box for a year now and watch him make free throws with one hand. Aren't we that much better? That's things you tell an eighth-grade parent. So I I get what he's talking about. He's got a nice leash. But for, uh, at ground level, at at fan level, this sucks balls. This is awful, and we keep acting like it's going to get better tomorrow. No. Like we're going to improve, and this no. is so sweet and all. It's no. awful. No, and I just don't know. So my theory is, Brian Wright, he just doesn't have relationships with other teams. I feel like there are trades that occurred last year and will occur this year that we won't. We'll be like the last team to know about them. I, like we didn't even know that guy was available, kind of thing. Uh, you had you had to bring in veteran. You needed a, right now the biggest hole we have is you need a power forward post, either that was going to start next to Wimby or be a big off the bench that is going to rebound at his size. Sohan is a little undersized even at the power forward. Yeah. So you end up with players that don't quite match. Your best your best solution to players that are tweeners is to have a veteran point guard. Like, Goran Dragic is a free agent right now. Go sign him. Bring in a veteran point guard that just orchestrates. The one we have, we bring off the bench? Dude, if I had this roster... I would say, Trey Jones, you're about to log about 40 well, minutes. You know, the numbers between... You uh, will never leave the court, Trey, so well, good luck. Well, you know, we, the you're num- the only one we got. We, we've seen the numbers. Because but, we're but, not playing Blake Wesley, and you know why? Well, I'm really asking. I don't know. Why aren't we playing Blake Wesley? Well, there's Devontae Graham as well. There are point guards on this roster who aren't even sniffing Devontae Graham is... Uh, I love the guy. I think he's got range. When that light switch is on, he's really good. Uh, he's he's like Vinny Johnson. All right, You're gonna have to need all right. High five to the old guys. The yeah. microwave. <laughs> so, but he can shoot, he, and he can stretch the court. But he's not a point guard. Uh, Blake Wesley was the guy. Brian Wright, by the way, uh, you drafted Blake Wesley as a point guard. He is the best defensive point guard we have because he's switchable. He's long. He does get in the lane. He did that in the preseason and then shelved. And when you have obvious holes and an, and an answer potentially on the roster, these things don't make sense to me. And I can tell you, in, in terms of the paying public, it's time to demand the value of our ticket. And I love being – I'm a myopic, very optimistic Spurs fan, but you have beaten it out of me, man. There's only so many 30-point losses – I can I can tolerate. What's the attitude like in the uh, I call it the saddle sore club? But what's what you know the those nice seats? 
when everybody's I am at the not bar. alone. So I, yeah. I, I so w- within this you know, listen, we're a small community. We love our Spurs, love capital L, never going to leave this girl. But love her behind forever. the scenes I'm while you wait right? in line to get a beer. Uh everybody says the same thing. How long would this crowd put up with it? At what point? We're not doing do we, it now. I gave away my Lakers tickets. I was but like, you, I'm, but I can't do it. Will if there is no future in sight for you, and certainly don't speak for everybody, would you re up with your tickets? Do you feel comfortable in thinking that you know this? Oh, whatever I got to tell this you. Process like, I mean, will you when they call you in May? No. Do you feel there's? A I certain, cannot. I cannot. I can. I can tell you. So a lot of the games, it's it's clients. It's uh, I go with my oldest son. Um, it's a miserable experience. Isn't it? And it's the experience itself, like the Spurs staff, like once you get in the arena, Spurs parking, by the way, if you're not ready with your parking ticket, the, the folks up front need to tell you to leave. You know, the, so you pull up and you've been in traffic. It takes an hour to get to a Spurs game, just so you know. So anybody out there like, hey, I think I'll go to a Spurs game. It's an hour. So you, you need to have an hour from the time you leave your house to get into the arena. If that thing tips at 7.30, you you have to be on the road by 6.30 or you will not see the tip. The biggest problem parking is people pull up after sitting in traffic for I don't know how long, and they're not ready. We've been sitting. And then the parking folks will lean in and go, oh, well, what's your ticket? Oh, how the Spurs doing? Yeah, you having a good night? I'm having a good night, too. How you been? And got all your Christmas? They're having these conversations, and then they yell out, you know, Lot four, and then they let you go. There needs to be a lot nine. So as soon as you pull up and the lady says, hey, welcome to the Frost Bank Center, whatever it is, uh, do you have your ticket? Uh, no, how do I do it on my phone? You don't have it ready? Lot nine. Lot nine is the gap they open up, it's like the Uber pickup. And before those folks know it, they're back out on the street. Get out of the way, man. Anyway, that's a, that's a well, minor what, complaint. What, it struck me that's another product of The people in the losing. arena are fantastic. We have a great product. Because, you know why? In terms of facilities and people, the people that work for the Spurs and work in concessions, work, they are fantastic. They are great. But they're dealing Five with stars. new customers every day because people like you are giving away your tickets because you're tired of watching. Well, so the product is the there. It's there. like saying, how was the play? Well, play sucked, but the concessions were great. And they you better know? be. Uh, okay. But it's those little things that make it even more difficult to get in the building. I mean, when you really have to legitimately question am That's I up fine. This? That's minor. Let's just start with the product. You're going to have to compete. Is that too much to ask? After a year and a half, with a, what team in the NBA could add Wimby? And get worse. And get worse. How? How? I don't understand. It would be, as a as a gamer, I like the video game, it would be like drawing a card of, uh, you know, like a five-year NBA LeBron James. And the only way I can explain somehow being worse with this new card is handing my controller to Rob. Hey. Like, no, there's no one in charge. Like, whoever is in charge of this thing obviously doesn't know how to compete. Obviously, because you just added more talent and you got worse. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to be realistic. If you got more talent and were worse, then you are not good. (laughs) Why are we struggling with this? Uh, If you don't have a complete roster and you go, this team doesn't have a point guard, then you go, well, who's in charge of putting the team together? Well, that guy over there. 
And what was he thinking? Uh, we don't know, but what he did was an F. So do you pass him anyway? No, it's a business. This is a billion-dollar business. In a billion-dollar business, if you get an F, you fail, you are fired. That's it. I don't understand what's going on. I don't, is this controversial? Do you even care? Does anybody really care? Are we just going to roll with this? Well, I think we've been beaten into submission, and I think we are. I think there is a, 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 a you're, you are representative of a wave that's about to come, and I don't think the Spurs are expecting the, the backlash that's coming. Oh, in it's already here. What I'm saying is, I'm honestly regurgitating a lot of things mm-hmm. we talk about at the game. Right. None and of I, us. There is not a season ticket holder that has any idea why Brian Wright still has a job. And the, the, it's like Isaiah Thomas in, at the Knicks. Remember when he held on to his job forever and no one knew why? And they kept getting sued and uh, the, the place is collapsing and you wonder what's How did happening. that turn out, Rob? At what point will there be an uproar and prices to be paid? That's Silver and Black. We do it every day at 7 o'clock. Make sure you're subscribing to get this stimulating talk and make sure you're telling a friend. Like, listen, and share. Put your thumb all over it. Coming back. The NFL gumbo is starting to boil as playoff implications on just about every game as we move forward, and it starts tonight. We're looking at a Rams team that might be a low-key underdog playoff contender. We'll talk about it next as the gumbo is boiling. R&R continues here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. Rudy J in the hole. My brother Jason Thompson sitting in for the next several hours. Easy E driving this boat all the way there. I've got some Pete Davidson tickets to give away in the next hour. In fact, be here at 8.30. We will give those away. Know your bowl games. Uh, also got uh, a family four-pack. To one of the best things that happens in San Antonio every year. It's the uh, All-American game. It'll be down at our Alamo Dome on January the 6th that we will host. The Alamo uh, Dome will play host to all the great high school uh, football players from across the country. And then we'll have our own all-star game following that. Jason Minix will be on the call for both. We have a family four-pack that will include a fine meal from Whataburger. Uh, so you want to hang around there in the 9 o'clock hours. We'll give those away. You and I saw Joe Flacco. We've seen that. You know, it, 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 it's crazy the number, I mean, the number of NFL dudes that pass through the All American Bowl over the years, the, the number everybody that you know over the last decade, it feels like uh, I watched play in this game. As you know, Jason Minix is on the call; he calls the uh, uh, the That's game. That's a good nationally. gig. You just told me about that. So yeah. uh, we get an opportunity every year to meet some of the young players. And recently, it's an easy it's an easy entrance. There's it's casual. It's during the holidays. It's I got to tell you, the U.S. Army All American Bowl was one of those things that was when it started. I thought, oh boy, I hope we can keep it. And you know it's, it's gone, landmark now. It's gone through some name changes. The army's no longer a part of it, but they, it still hangs on tight. Um, and the army's no longer a part of no, it. No, now just the All American Bowl. Did we upset the army? I, I don't. Well, I don't know. Considering military, military city, city USA, USA yeah. but uh, the commitment, Air Force, you couldn't step up. We're training I, all your recruits. We're doing Come our on. best here. Uh, pitch in a little bit. Uh, we met. I remember uh, talking with Bijan Robinson as he had just signed with Texas a couple years back, and. Can, how, how, they, how did he turn out? You know, it worked out pretty well for him. You know, those, Whatever those happened things. to that kid? <laughs> what could have been? You know, you really thought like that kid had something. But he went to Austin and we just forget. <laughs> Whatever could have been the case. Okay, that's one five-star that would pan out. The, the, that's a, that's a callback to an earlier season. Well, I think the, there's those five stars. And, there, you know, there, there'll be 
30% of the American Bowl, those guys will flame out. 30% of them will. Boy, but I think, that's harsh, it, well, dude. Really? I mean, flame out is a relative term. I mean, they'll probably play five, six years of college football. And, Note to the yeah. All-American Bowl. Do not let my brother anywhere well, near the these high schoolers. The numbers just Okay, look you. to your left. Look to your right. <laughs> 30% of you are going to flame out. Flame out because you don't care, <laughs> indifference, or you're chasing no, money. No, that is, no. That's that, just probably the difficulty of getting through college, and that's difficult for everybody, not I, just I, athletes. I would attribute that to By the way, congratulations on your yeah. youngest son graduating. <sighs> Finally. That's a big deal. Yeah, he moved home uh, yesterday. You got a problem with that? No. no I'm glad he he's come home. live with me. I love those boys. Uh, well, you'd have to bring his dog. See, oh, now no, he comes no. back with no, I, no, I, I no. sent one person away, and I came back with two. No. That's a 130-pound moose. Pony masquerading as a dog. And, you know, the sad thing is it, it, it would be easy to stay upset with a, a dog of that size, but he's just such a lovable galoot that you're like, yeah, I'll put up with it. And I'm I- talking about my son. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, yeah. if, he, if he could just learn to go if outside. If he know? could just be house-trained, that's really all we're chasing. No, Damn we're, it, Clay. We're in day two <laughs> of the arrival. And, you know, it's funny because no matter how old you get, you come home. And he, he yesterday, you know, of course, I get home early. And he was sitting around. He goes, well, um, I just got a call from uh, my best friend, uh, Marco. Marco mm-hmm. just called out. Uh, Is it okay if I go play golf? And I'm like, dude, you're 21 years old. You don't have to ask permission if you go play golf. You know what you do? You're, if they ask you permission... Just go with a no. 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 But I forbid it. <laughs> See how that turns out. <laughs> I have spoken. <laughs> I for, have you said that? Have you ever said I forbid it? Uh, by the way, at 9 o'clock, Rob and I will do parental tips and tricks. <laughs> over, the holiday, <laughs> over the holiday period, how to survive and anger everybody out around Out of nowhere, you. as a dad, I, I, I need every I father out it. there <laughs> to say at some point during the holidays... <laughs> Not only no, I forbid it. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, our DH, our digital hero, he's a brand new dad. At some point, you're going to get to say, I forbid it. I have spoken. All I can tell you is every time I've done it, it's it's just laughter. Yeah, It's It's like, (laughs) oh, you're not the the boss of us. You can't tell us what to do. It's not not like your mom. As soon as you fall asleep on the couch, I'm going to do it anyway. No, my, my son's home, so I've marked the liquor. You know, taking the little line. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Boy, this this bourbon tastes really watered down. Hey, this is iced tea. This is. Wait a minute. <laughs> and why does this water bottle have vodka in it? Okay, you you teased a segment. I'm a I'm a passenger on this bus. You said well, the next stop was the football. NFL. Okay. I wanted to talk some football, but we've had some good, and we will um, play off quality football all weekend long. Next. Um, you, you, I think you've touched a nerve with a lot of people with just being done. Tr- truth does that. Well, you know, but you know, we, what I'm trying to get at is how, when did the receipts run out for you? Because we were willing to offer time. We, we pop and pop. Oh, we're we trust on the Spurs and, again. And yes. Uh, I want to get back to uh, the, the, yes. Oh, because goodness. at some point, the deepest of fans, We'll run out of juice. Just I, I, I've been around long enough to, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm no longer going to suffer, and I'm certainly not going to pay well, for the and, privilege and, and, of suffering. And to get, uh, you know, hey, you know, I have to watch the Spurs when I they're playing away, or I don't have the tickets. Do you have any idea? 
you have any idea what we're suffering through as a Spurs populace? Me? Yeah. How, how do you watch them? I have to watch it forensically. I have to check my fandom at the door, and then I'll... No, I'll, no. I'll, I'm talking about literally the process of actually tuning in to watch the oh, Spurs. That's like, oh, Jason, it has been an ongoing issue with me. Keep in mind, I cut the cord... Uh, just a, I'm a, a recent cord cutter, but I've been dealing with Spurs issues because I was locked into this stupid Dish TV contract okay, well, that I hadn't been able to watch Spurs, but through some sort of Russian cracked streams just, just, for years. Just yeah. to talk about how bad it's gotten, and keep in mind, I watched the Spurs when Easy Ed Neely started. Okay, we call those the good old days, okay, Jason. I, I was there. All right, so. Listen, I've got the bona fides. Easy Ed never I, lost I have been with this team forever. From inception, I have been with this team. I know how sweet Mike Mitchell's baseline jumper is. I know it. Okay? Right now, you can see me on a video stream doing a live show with you right now. Easier. And yet, if I want to watch the Spurs, good luck. I have to get my son to come in and do some kind of streaming service that is not possibly legal. And yet. Do you get Russian subtitles? It, it, it'll check out, and I'm like, it's it basically the, that, that is, that just sums up the Spurs experience right now. Uh, they're playing uh, an away game, and you want to watch. Let's go through the frustration of that. And then if you actually get to watch, you're losing by 35. Oh, my goodness. It's it's rough, man. So did, it's really rough. At what point did you go, this is starting not to be worth it? Was it after the season began? Was it after losing 10 straight? When you fought, when you At what point did you come to the realization, like, this season is not even close? And it won't be close. Was it 10 games in? Were you allowed? I'm trying to figure out how the receipts work. At what point are we all just going to check out? And will the point of pain be reached by the Spurs when they're suddenly not selling tickets? At, at, at and, what and point the, during the 17-game losing streak hey, did man, you lose? I see a full building you know, whenever I walk in the after door. After 15 losses. Uh, the building is still full, man. They're still selling tickets. Honestly, you know what I would do right now if I were the Spurs? I would do the taco, like the free uh, whatever giveaway. A taco giveaway, if the Spurs can set the record for largest margin of defeat. At least I'll have a rooting interest. Like, uh, come like on. the free tacos when they busted 100? <laughs> one of those things? Or what was what was the free oh, food? It was 125. It was 125. No, no, no. It was 100. And Because I remember Gosh. being on my feet, and George Gervin had to hit some shots. And no one else, like, we were – and the, the defense stopped playing defense as they were realized that – they're going to they lose. Gonna get out alive if they but if the Spurs go over a hundred, this whole fan base gets tacos. So the defense didn't play defense the last the last play, and George goes in for a, a finger roll, and we all get tacos. And quite frankly, I appreciated the opposition for waving the white flag and feeding a feeding a community. That's the team but at that the time, gets it. we really needed it, Rob. Those were hard times. <laughs> well, that's the team that gets it. They get it. I would do that. I would say, by the way, Spurs fans. If your team loses by 45 to set the new home loss record, you'll all get taquitos. Greg Popovich, I want to play this sound as we head into break. And I don't know, it, the more I hear it, the angrier I get. This is Greg Popovich talking about... I only get angry about things that you can control. Well, I can control my attitude about the team. And evidently... 
Pop has he has relationships and he has responsibilities, but it evidently yeah. isn't toward me. This is Pop talking about developing his young basketball team. Uh, well, obviously it's a challenge, uh, but it's fun is the wrong word. But it's no, a, that wouldn't it's even be close. Would it be Pop? And meaningful challenge in the sense that uh, I feel a great responsibility to those guys. You know, if I can if I can be around when we were winning, I sure as hell can stick around while we're losing. Uh, it's a different dynamic, and as we all know, this goes in cycles. And uh, I just thought it would be important uh, to experience this with these guys and help them grow, as far as understanding, you know, what the basketball gods demand. Uh, it's not about talent; or that. they have to learn how to be pros, uh, figure out their place as the program builds back, and we use the draft picks that we've gotten. Uh, over the next few years, so uh, it's it's a process in that sense. But because they've got such high character, it's really been uh, enjoyable to go out there and coach totally differently than I did with Timmy and Manu and Tony. Winning. Uh, that was making adjustments and doing things during games. Winning. Uh, <laughs> and uh, adding a piece here and there uh, to an already really good team. And this is different. This is more teaching more fundamentals, more habits, uh, more consistency kind of things. And that's a, a different emphasis and focus. So so how do you think now this is the second time we've played this? And I hear it again, and I matter now at the Spurs Well, okay, now than I was okay. the second time. The Spurs is a broad organization. Okay, There's a lot of things that go into – Building a good team, right? So we need probably more assistant coaches. I, I don't think well. I don't like think 12, 10, I, don't, right? I don't think twelve's enough. I think we're another twelve. If we could, if we could fill two rows with assistant <laughs> coaches, if we had twenty four. If we had two assistant coaches for every player, our coach to player ratio leads the one to the one. No, the one to one. You have your own individual skills coach. Everybody, I'm telling you, if you go to the Spurs game, it's one to one. In terms of relevant players, it's it's two to one. In any event, here's the things that I think. Okay, to be this part of the Christmas season, and quite frankly, we should be in the forgiving acceptance mode. And you can open another window yeah, on your advent brought calendar. Up the That's advent calendar today is the twenty first. I think the things that he says are true. Uh, things that I think that what he's saying are true, I think is the, uh, the the professional attitude and character of the players on the team, 100%. I don't, I don't think it's effort. I really don't. I think the players are continuing to do what they can. I think they are doing what the coach wants them to do. I think, you know, is Malachi going to miss a defensive rotation every minute and a half? Yes. Absolutely. That's a given. Is Malachi going to run to a spot next to another player, which clearly isn't part of the offense? <laughs> yes. It's going to happen to. But I think he is developing. I think his mid-range game is good, and he is a young player, and I get that. Okay, So I think in terms of, of keeping a team focused, keeping a team excited, keeping a team together, uh, that is a hard thing to do as a coach, and, and Popovich done, has done a very good job of that. I think in terms of the characters that you brought into the team, uh, the one guy that was exposing himself, uh, we got rid of him. Well, right? only after a, 
<laughs> well, the threat of uh, as, as, several lawsuits. Like, like our dad says, <laughs> seven strikes, you're out. Almost. So let's the, that's the positive, right? And I and I can also say but those that, are the receipts. That's okay. what you're living on receipts when you talk about this. And stuff. I can also say that as a coach, um, you know, that was the the whole parcels thing. If I'm going to make the dinner, let me buy the groceries, right? But that's not the NBA. You don't typically let the coach buy the groceries. And I would never let Pop buy the groceries because he doesn't know basketball. No. <laughs> He's busy. He's uh, you know working as a vintner when they're doing all the scouting. Why? Which brings up a good point. What exactly is Brian Wright's job? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what exactly? Uh, I've asked that question before. What exactly are you doing? Because R.C. Buford, while he's not in the same building, still has a business card that says SS&E on it. Okay. If you and had, you let's, let's, let's go with the cooking the dinner thing. Okay. Let's just go with this analogy. You have a five-star exceptional chef. I mean, people line up out there because this is going to be a meal you will never forget. A chef that's been doing it for 20 years, Michelin rated time and time again. And you don't let that chef pick the menu. <laughs> you bring in a guy who is like is shopping at whatever you're going to get your pickle juice. To bring in the ingredients, like why? Why do we even have a GM? I don't understand. Quite frankly, I would have Pop do both. Do you believe? Can you not do well, both? I've really? had this discussion with others. You've believe? got twelve assistant coaches. <laughs> they can run the practice. Do you Go really call believe? folks? Because if Greg Pop Brian Wright's online too, who Brian Wright? I don't know who that is. Brian Wright, you know, I don't know who that is. T- take a message. Greg Popovich is online too. Goodness, coach, what's up? Hey, listen, we need a point guard. Why do you even have Brian Wright? Well, that's always been my question. Is he just a front for what's really going on in the fall guy in case things go bad? Uh, You think uh, if things go bad, maybe there's (laughs) consequences? Well, there evidently hadn't been any consequences yet. You lost 17 straight. That would be like the Cowboys going over. I, the and they've season. Done it twice in a season, in a, in a calendar year that they've won, lost. Not over 15 seventeen games. close games. We're not even in that stat that losing teams like to pull out. Like you know, we did lose ten games, but by a point. Do you believe that Pop has little or no say in in manpower? No, we. I, I don't believe he's scouting every player, but the guys that we draft, oh, those are the ones that Pop wants. Well, here, here according to the listen, list that was given, I, I believe outside that. looking in, but clearly. He's not scouting. If, if you sleep on the floor, you can't fall out of bed. It, do something. What are you going to do? Mess it up? Do something. Okay, so therein lies the rub. That we, I heard him say it, this process. As soon as you start getting into a process that doesn't involve how do we get absolutely do we better win? as Max today, <laughs> and it involves winning a game now and again, the process is, is this self-created safety blanket. That The process involves, yeah, we lost and we're going to improve, but tomorrow will be better. But we never get to tomorrow. And, and we watched Philadelphia go through it for a decade and a half. It, and once you out. start admitting... That really saying, worked out, by there's the way. a process instead of, instead of coming to work every day and going, I'm going to do everything I can today to be better tomorrow. Not next week, not next year. I'm going to be better tomorrow by my actions today. Mm-hmm. And the Spurs have gotten away with, oh, not, let's not worry about tomorrow. It's next year. It, it, it's later today. We're all just learning each other. It's about tomorrow. 
well, at what point will there be a tomorrow and it will pop be there to take us there? I'm not sure his plans are going to be that long down the road. And I don't see Brian Hopkins surviving pop, the year. Pop can coach a championship team. There's yes. no doubt about that. But dude, I, the, the more we talk about it, brother, the more I'm convinced you're going to have to fire Brian Wright at least, at least for the purpose. I saw as we talk about our star. At least for the purpose of telling Spurs fans, we see what you see, and there are consequences to people that don't live up to our standards. Not everybody's great. Not a bad person, not not somebody we dislike, but somebody that didn't do good enough in their job. Uh, we wish him well in his future endeavors. Kind of like the speech I got before I got here. Uh, when we come back oh, dad gave you that speech <laughs> we love oh, you. Million times. you just can't stay here <laughs> we think you're near the acorn that <laughs> becomes the mighty oak but you're gonna have to go plant your ass someplace else we'll be right back it's r and r and you're on 94.1 san antonio sports star it's 0600 what's the o stand for oh my god it's early wake me up wake me up wake up wake up wake me up Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back oh. with a left hand slam. Oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, 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 oh, good morning to you. I have a conspiracy theory for you. That's Jason Thompson, the aluminum foil-headed brother of myself. That was a very... No, this one's true, though. <laughs> we have black helicopters flying over our homes. Jason's sitting in for Rudy J, who will be gone until, I don't know, sometime next year. Uh, I'm Rob Thompson, who will be here in his stead over the next couple of days. Easy E. Edwin Hefner back in the saddle, and our DH, our digital hero, Ryan, sitting beside us. We're glad you're with us. Make sure you're watching us live so you can see exactly what I'm talking about. What is your conspiracy well, theory? Well, it's not a conspiracy theory so much as it's a, uh, how about an observation that is absolutely true. Okay, so a conspiracy theory. For the last year and a half, as a Spurs fan, have you not watched a lot more college basketball? I have. <laughs> I have become – well, you know, you okay, know us. Let me ask you this. Before, say, two years ago, did you ever YouTube any Euro talent? Well, how much have you done it this year? in the last year? Because I – does anybody else know who Topic is? I do. <laughs> the, the, the new 6'11 Wimby? Uh, that, he's that six six. He's got handle. It's interesting. He's very interesting. Oh, player. he's a Euro, very not fluid. The, not he's a very yeah. He's a Euro. We'll talk about the Spurs in the draft as it's and coming. also of those teams that you watch playing in Euro leagues. Uh, how many would beat the Spurs right now? Like eighty <laughs> percent. Have you seen? Well, anyway, we'll, we'll get into it in a minute. I do want to talk some college football as. Uh, tonight we're beginning our bowl season. We'll play host to beginning? the, the Boca no. Raton been... Bowl. No, this yeah. is our first broadcast of the year. Okay. South Florida, uh, Florida. We'll be taking on the we Orangemen. South Florida tonight, so, and then UCF well, the, tomorrow night. Well, the new we defensive out. coordinator of the Syracuse Orangemen, okay. the former Texas Aggie and current interim head coach, be involved in Elijah. this game. Yes. Great coach. Wonderful man. Yeah. Uh, but he's in a kind of a tenuous situation here as he's coaching the Aggies, but he's recruiting for Syracuse. Kind of a weird situation going yeah, on there. Uh, yeah. As soon as I saw him recruiting for Syracuse, a, it, dude, 
The law. What is going on, man? Everybody I know can get fired. Right. <laughs> Everybody can get fired. Unless you're in a billion-dollar business. The more money you pay, the safer you are. I guess so, man. Like, oh. Dude, I love you, but you can't, I mean, you can't actively undermine the program you're coaching. That should be basic. You're not coaching in this game. But anyway, I, okay. Don't get upset about things you can't control. I'm not upset about that. As the uh, national early signing period began yesterday, and it's, you know, it's the completion of, you know, I love watching signing day because it really is the completion of a goal uh, sure. that the whole family pointed toward, and the effort to get there is extraordinary. It yeah. really is. Yeah. So, you know, you, you cross the barrier from five-star, four-star recruit into college freshman, and the mm-hmm. world begins anew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and By the way, Texas is paying more in NIL than any other team. Of course. And, and you know what? I, more power to them. If A&M won a national championship, the the a whole uh, the whole uh, storyline would be they bought it. I, I if think Texas it would have been does two it, years Alabama ago. does it. Uh, Nebraska just uh, you think uh, the quarterback decided to flip from you know Alabama well, to, to mind, Nebraska? Matt Rule bitch. just because of Matt Rule. Well, he was complaining. You know, he <laughs> he said on. the week before he got him, a new quarterback's going to cost you a million to two million, and he that and was a did. that was a plea to his. Alumni I have no problem with any of this. None at all. So, but I think it's, in terms of your recruiting class, it should also have a price tag next to it. I just think we so should. we know what the, the, what the cost of playing we is. We dollar cost average this thing, man. I want to see exactly what my investment is worth, not only today, but next year. And then do an end-of-season ranking, and one of the teams that gets into the 12 is the team with the that, lowest had NIL. The, <laughs> that had the star-to-payment ratio, like the lowest star-to-payment ratio, they get in. Okay, I, I want to ask you a question as a college sports fan. Uh, both of everybody listening is well aware we're huge Aggie Big fans. But I want you a second. I want you a second. We have there you go. Texas, Texas, very good. The, yeah, the the two peat. Yep. If you were a, um, a coach or at least very much involved with uh, your favorite athletic department, mm-hmm. where would you spend your recruiting money? Fifty where, fifty. Where, would it be fifty fifty on f- seniors? And 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 high school players and the other fifty on the transfer portal. You know, we watched what Deion Sanders did with Colorado this year. And as he arrived last summer, or last March, he told everybody, "Hey, man, pack out, your." Well, listen to what he did, though. He right. told everybody flat out, "Pack your bags, man." Everybody, I got, I got, you know, a hundred scholarship athletes standing in front of me. Twenty of you guys are going to be in this room. Pack your bags. You're, you're leaving. And he okay. was honest with him. Look, I am not here to do what we have been doing i'm doing something different you guys are gonna have to leave okay. and he did his best brought in a couple of recruits mostly from his family and close friends and uh, you know won a couple of games and got and then this year he came out and again attacked the portal and used the money that he gained through the notoriety in his nil collectives to get good Fast, like we ain't. I don't have time to wait for two years for an incoming freshman well, who is five stars. I need somebody now, and has gone and done it again. If you were building a program, would you in fact focus more on the current talent and forget the let somebody else? Well, I think you get. In, I think kids. I think realistically, you get into tears. And get. I don't. I'm not here to cheerlead any of it or to say this is right or wrong, but clearly, there are teams that have the luxury of using the transfer portal because they are destinations and facilities, they're destinations in terms of crowd size, they're destinations in terms of visibility. But it's all relative. Yes. I mean, there are tiers. There's a certain tier of teams 
that should be building their roster through the transfer And who world. are those? High D1? Everybody all, all the you name can name. All the three Every, initial if, conferences? If you, if you know the name of the team, their logo, and their coach, that's the teams I'm talking okay. about. Okay. And then there is the Tier 2s, which is most of the Pac-12, or what was formerly the Pac-12. <laughs> it is. I'm well, not, no, I'm not, it's not even. Again, a, well, I'm the not Pac-12 sure. doesn't exist. Is what I was giggling at. I know what they happens. So, oh, you just demeaned our team. You know, I remember like you and I did a radio show, and uh, we were making fun of Baylor at the time. And I went in and saw a judge who invited me back in his chambers and said, "Listen, I heard your segment about getting rid of Baylor. We're not. That's not cool." And was legitimately upset. And I was like, "Whoa, th- these are just jokes, Judge." Here's the deal. There is a tier two. Is UTSA a part of that tier two? Uh, with trailer, he has escalated beyond our wildest expectations. But is he still tier two? I think he is tier two. But this under Jeff Trailer, this team is on the rise. So if you could put arrows up, that's an arrow up. I would tell you this: I think Jeff Trailer and UTSA has a brighter bolder arrow up than Colorado. Why is that? Because Jeff Trailer is just a much, much, much better coach. He's a better man. I'm telling you, anybody who meets Jeff Trailer will play for Jeff Trailer. Well, the flash unless the and dash, dollar values don't add up. If you think Deion Sanders wouldn't leave tomorrow for a bigger paycheck, you're not paying oh, that, attention. No, I agree. But, but the thing that Jeff Trailer it will tell you at every opportunity is my players are being poached. The Trey Moore. They are. They, they, so he's not. But he, but, in the, but, he but, is a Division two. He is but, a poacher unless he's calling Incarnate Word or he's calling Abilene Christian or he's checking those rosters. Then it's a huge step well, up. So as much as he but, gets pirated by, yes. by Houston and Texas and all that, he goes and pirates the next the next down. And, and there is something to be said for you know how good a player are you going to get if they only came to the school because he was getting paid more money. Well, that's everybody now, dude. I, I'm just telling you. No, that, that's true. You. As an Aggie, I'm very well aware that money does not bring quality. So, <laughs> yes. I'm very well aware from coaching staff to players. So I think if you're in the Tier 1 and you had the luxury of going, I don't want to take a risk with a roster position and money, NIL money, that has that's, that's finite. You have a budget, right? Um, with somebody that I don't know about, I don't know everything about, would I rather get a five-star receiver, okay, right now who's 18 and a half, okay, or would I rather get a 20-year-old who I saw play for Louisiana Tech and is averaging nine catches a game, he runs perfect routes, there's nobody working harder, he's doing kick return, punt return, he he is uh, – Four 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 three receiver six three but of course you and go great after. hands. Which that's my point. Same guy six three speed, productive in high school. Five star eighteen year old, or a guy that was a three star exact same six three two oh five big guy, great hands, great route runner. But now I've seen him do it in college. Absolutely. Okay. I go transfer portal with that guy because he's a proven commodity. Now, what if that I, guy I know will help me win? The nineteen-year-old, eighteen-year-old, I don't know. Now, the reason I ask you this, everybody remember Bill Snyder. Bill Snyder was the head coach at Kansas State forever. One of the winningest, best coaches you ever see. 
Yes, they named the field after him. Uh, and the, no, it's the Bill Snyder Family Field. The Family Field. So that's remember like a, how uh, Kansas State used to build their roster? They were uh, Snyder. I, I was going to use the term notorious, but that's not a good term anymore. But back in the day, if you were a heavy junior college recruiter. You were known as kind of an outlaw roster because you never knew these guys. Yeah, they were in junior college for a reason. They couldn't get the grades. There was something uh, either there was a skill set Last missing. Last chance, you guys. Those. And, yeah. and Snyder was accused, a notorious term, for that's how he built his program. That the, the whole roster had a turnover of about 40% every year because he only had these guys around for a year, maybe two years. Mm-hmm. But he built a, a, a program with that in mind. Yeah. No other program's been able to do that because you're not building – there's no foundation unless you well, have four- and five-year members that, that have, have a corporate knowledge of your university. And I do sure. think that that does matter. It's not the it's same thing less. at all, though. It, well, if you're, because, if you're bringing in 20 new starters every year from someplace else, there is no, no, no there is no, no here no. here. There's Here's no, the difference. Here's the difference. When he was doing that, like the JC, like the last chance you guys – uh, when you saw really good football talent, what you didn't know is could they handle the rigors of college? You're exactly right. And 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 they were struggling with it. And, well, that, and that's true. And it's not fair to them. I always thought if, if it's a billion-dollar industry, multi-billion-dollar industry, why don't you let kids major in football? Why not? I, I never understood that. A&M in Texas should have a degree in football. You'll get better high school coaches. You'll get better administrators. You'll get a lot better. That's a different idea. Mm-hmm. The difference was we didn't know if they can handle that. And you were taking this huge risk. So the perception for Snyder was he was bringing in these guys, and they weren't actually in un- university-level yeah. education. Right. It's like uh, – and I'm not, I'm not throwing stones. I mean, we had uh, Bethel Johnson, great receiver, loved the guy. We're talking he, about Aggie wide receiver. Yeah, he was, he was he uh, was graduating, and after the bowl game, they said, uh, "Hey, we, we understand you're getting a degree in poultry science." And he, and he said, said, "Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely." And the guy said, uh, uh, "So, can you tell us anything about chickens?" And he turned and goes, "Chickens." <laughs> <laughs> so th- that that was their perception. Was like they're not really the. You know the the Duke basketball player that actually has to go to class, or that the was, perception being Notre Dame. These are all students. I understand the perception. Maybe it was real. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. The difference is today, if I can get the player that can get the degree for A and M to get the ring, to graduate, join the Aggie Network, and whether football worked out for you or not, you've got a degree and an education that you can bank on. We're giving you something that's valuable, and you know how to do it, and you know the value of it. That is the guy I would rather have if I get the same talent on the field and a better student. I want that. But don't you want – I think that there has to be the balance. When you said 50-50, I think it's probably 60-40 as far as – I'm going to spend most of my money on transfers. If that's I, what if I'm, I'm UTSA, like Jeff but, Trailer, as soon as he recruits or offers anybody, they're going to add a star and – Ole Miss is going to offer, uh, Mississippi State's going to offer, Auburn's going to offer, sight unseen just because Jeff Trailer offered. I think there's a lot to that. I, I, I do agree with it. But when you talk about what Trailer has and what you have to do to build a program, there's a reason why Frank Harris and sorry, Wisdom and all these seniors matter is because they planted the, they were here for a while. There's the corporate knowledge that they were able to kind of 
help to grow what will be a long-term successful program. And when we talk about schools, the, the joke about Texas is back. Well, Texas was back because they won a game, a big game back then, but there wasn't the lineage, the corporate knowledge to transfer that into ongoing success. That's why flashes in the pan are going to come and go. But if you're going to be one of those schools that will always be a taker and not be a pill- not be pillaged every year, you have to have some dudes that are rooted in your program that got here as freshmen, that stayed, though there are other offers, and have reasons to tell other kids that might be wavering, this is why you stay, that you understand that. I, I don't think you can transfer your roster every year like it is a professional okay, football okay. team. I'm going to counterpoint, just because uh, for whatever reason you and I well, can I want disagree you to counterpoint, but I want you to do it on the other side of the break. Let's come back. Let's continue talking this. We do want to hear from you. Uh, 656-376 is the number. Uh, you can reach out via our, our YouTube feed. You can call us however you'd like. We're talking college for, college football. And if you're recruiting, especially if you're in a situation like Trailer, what are you chasing? Are you chasing seniors? Are you chasing transfers? We'll be right back. It's R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from The Blitz. 2 o'clock today, we are going to be live out at Lucy Cooper's, their new location on 151 with our friends from Flight by Yingling. We expect to talk with UTSA quarterback Frank Harris. Stephen Jones will join us at 4.30 and John McClain at 5.15. Jason Thompson, you ready to punch your brother yet? Rob is way bigger than me. Although he's got, a, he's got a bad wheel. I do. I'd be a Sugar Ray, man. I would just I would move around the ring. I need a 12-foot ring, though. Nothing small. Heavy gloves. I'd dance around. Ring. I'd wear you out, man, yeah, with yeah. your windmill. I would just, I'd, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be rope-a-doping, waiting until the end. So I had this vision, before I get to my counterpoint, of uh, actually running into Brian Wright at the HEV. Which I have, by the way. Boy, I hope that doesn't happen. You told me in the break, he goes to our same HEV. He does. Hey, Brian. <laughs> we just kind of wink at each other. Hey, man. I mean, we, we were, I was just talking. Weren't you the one saying I didn't need to get fired? Did I? Yes. Yes, I did. Yes. Yes. No, yes, yes, no, I did. no. And that, we will no, continue to advocate no, for, no, no. for change. That was Rob. <laughs> for Rob, change. No, that's my brother. That's man, he's a jerk. I kept saying no. <laughs> I, I just showed up. We're okay. talking uh, college sports. College sports. And the idea is, do you want to, do you want to recruit? And that's how you build your team. And you would like to mature that, that talent. I think 60% of my roster can be rather transient. Okay. I think 40% of my roster needs to be there for four okay. years. I'm going to draw a parallel and I need you to come with me. All right, you buckled up? In college sports, you now have, college football in particular, you now have this ability to recruit or draft young players into your organization, and you can grow them along with your program, okay? And you can also bring in transfer portal players, a little more experienced, a little more of a track record, also called free agency, okay? And let's look at another sport, the NBA, which does the exact same thing. There used to be a time where if you didn't draft them, they wouldn't play for you. The only reason the Boston Celtics were so good for so long was if you drafted them, they would always play for you. That changed over time. So now you have a draft, a recruiting process, and now you have free agency. How do you build a roster? I would give you an example. 
if you do nothing but 18 or 19 year olds, you're going to lose 17 straight. <laughs> you have to mix. You have to bring in veteran talent. You have to. It has to be a mix. And I don't, it depends on your circumstance. You know, what do you have right now? You might have a fresh out of the box five star quarterback who can start immediately. Highly, highly unlikely. The most likely players to move right now are quarterbacks. Why is that? Much like a point guard, which the Spurs don't have, you have to bring in veteran point guards. That's how you do it. You have to bring in a veteran quarterback. It's very difficult to get a a, a ready-made, out-of-the-box quarterback in college football. It's a very hard position. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to draft a point guard and expect anything to happen. It's not going to work. In the same way, I think that's, that's your example. The Spurs are your example of how important your recruiting battle is. If you bring in nothing but 18- or 19-year-olds, one, they're not going to stay with your program, either through academics or transfer portal, free agency. You're going to have to bring in for these skill positions. You have got one in the box that you know you can count on, or you're going to have to bring in one, i.e. Nebraska. You're going to have to go pay for it. If you don't do that and you want to grow your own, your process is failure. You're going to fail. Now, you might get a Wimby. you got a great quarterback, but no offensive line. How's that going to go? A quarterback with no time is a bad quarterback. A quarterback with no receivers is a bad quarterback. Even if they're talented, if there's nothing around them, you can't win. That's why I don't think you can do this recruiting challenge. This is, we won the recruiting war. You didn't. Recruiting has to include the transfer portal after February, and you have to have the late signing period. And only then, and including the transfer portal, can you really rank how how a team did assembling their program. University of Texas continues to bring in the talent. uh, Another banner year coming in, uh, at least according to ESPN, with a uh, top five recruiting class uh, led by a pretty stud wide receiver in Ryan Wingo. Yeah. Um, They, they, Traditionally, Texas has recruited very well. I think now more than anybody else, mm-hmm. uh, Sark has brought in appropriate talent, not just stars. And I, I think you're seeing that on the field. T- so as an SEC, I've been here, you know, welcome to the club. Texas fan, Oklahoma fan, welcome to the club. You, you had better have size and speed on, on the line of scrimmage on both sides. If you're recruiting a bunch of wide receivers and running backs and athletes, you cannot compete in the SEC over time. They will wear you down. It is a grinder. And, yes, we have pods now, and maybe the your schedule will look a little bit better. For Texas, it does not look very good. You have a very tough road to plow. It is not the Big 12. Each week is a fight. And if you don't have offensive, defensive line, and depth, trust me, it's not going to go well. Watching the, you know, the, as the linebacker recruited by Texas, by the way, very good. The, Flip from A&M to Texas, this is, he's, yeah, he's legit. Guy. Yeah, he's, he's a plug-and-play guy. As we've seen Texas OU leave, and there was always obviously going to be a beneficiary in the Big 12 of talent that wants to just stay at home. Whatever that might be, the style that the Big 12 plays, that players would come to Texas and OU to play in the Big 12 and do all that. Mm-hmm. There was going to be a team left over that was going to benefit by it. And it appears that it's Tech. 
that Tech has filled the void of the Texas and OU types that are going to stay in the Big 12, play that offense, take advantage of the TV deal and all the money that is suddenly arriving in Lubbock. And they got a really nice receiver. And watching what what's going on in Lubbock as uh, one of Jeff Trailers, one of Coach Trailers' contemporary, and Joey McGuire, another legendary high school coach that jumped into the Big 12. Um, they It appears that Tech is primed to be that public school that's taking in the, the the Texas talent that would have landed at either Texas or OU over the years. It wasn't, at least so far, Oklahoma State. We're not seeing a lot going on at Baylor either. Uh, Tech might be the odds-on next Big 12. I'm not going to say... Uh, I think they're like going to the be the dominant force in the I Big Twelve. I think early on, tech. I think it looks like Tech could Boy, take you're, that. You're, you're really swinging for the fences. Well, I like it's, it. It's a random. You're wrong. But a, I well, love it. Uh, name who? Oklahoma State. Sure. Oklahoma Tech. They're the same place. They're the same school. They both have billion dollar oil guys behind them. Yeah. And got a lot of money to spend. Uh, I don't know. I, obviously, when you when you subtract Texas and OU from the Big Twelve. I think that's the definition of a wide-open conference, man. It, it certainly feels like there. I assumed that Baylor and Oklahoma State were probably primed to step in. You know, maybe one of the Dallas schools, TCU, might be. Is able Iowa to. State still there? Uh, yeah, they're they got a good coach. They do, they do, and um, they have talent that tends to stay. They tend to recruit a lot like Tech used to. They'll take the guys that didn't want to leave that uh, are going to want to more than had to that did. You could know, you, could you name right now off the top of your head? The Big Twelve next year. When you were talking about Arizona and Arizona State and Are they Utah, in it? yeah, <laughs> I would have lost that. <laughs> and Utah's in there as well. Yeah, there's, there's new teams that are coming to town. So Texas Tech playing Arizona State. What's that like? An That's hour a drive? Yeah, it's a, a one-hour drive. Something like that. <laughs> hour and a half. They're right next door to each other. It's just one desert. Mountain I bet it's quicker across. to get to Arizona State than it is to get to A and M from Tech. <laughs> Let's figure that out. It's a big out. state, Rob. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, we got more college football talk coming, but hey, the Cowboys play in Miami. We're going to hear from the head coach of your Dallas Cowboys and look forward to a game that matters. Kind of? Oh, Maybe? Big. It's R&R. &R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. R&R &R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, it's Grabass Radio. This is R&R &R in the morning. Minus one of those R's. I'm Rob Thompson. Rudy in the hole till Wednesday of next week. In this stead today, Jason Thompson, my brother. Former uh, partner in the, uh, what was the name of our last show? What was it called? Uh, uh, Primetime. It was Samuel Jason Thompson. Thompson. And uh, supporting cast. I was a, I was a Jason. <laughs> it was live with Jason Thompson. What was our last show? Primetime San Antonio on OEI? Uh... Now, we did. You actually were employed by the uh, station we're sitting in now. Uh, for a brief shot. Oh, home. I was. We were. That's we broadcast right. back from Orlando back in uh, through these airwaves back in the day. We back were, when we were zone. We were never fired. No, never, not once. I've not been fired. Never been yet. fired. I have been uh, told not to come back. Your contract is over. I've been. Things have expired, <laughs> but never physically removed from a building and given a cardboard box. But there's still time. I mean, it's early today. We it's wish old. you well. Uh, in your future endeavors. We're, we're talking Dallas Cowboys. There, there's some sound out, out with Mike McDaniel, head coach of the. Uh, Miami Dolphins, who whenever you see him. It's difficult to uh, pick out the head coach and that. There was a, I think it was on ESPN, where they show, it's a picture of the sidelines mm -hmm. that shows the the operation to run an NFL team. Right. 
and and it was nothing but arrows for every single coach and everybody that had a particular responsibility. That was like understanding NASCAR and right. pit crews and like it's a whole deal or F one and how much goes into this. It's way more in depth than hey the head coach lost this game. There's twelve people that all have to do their job right now for a play to happen. It's really impressive. I, I don't. I don't. That's kind of a random thought. No, it's but. really interesting. As Mike McCarthy will join us tomorrow for his regular stop by six forty-five, and we're always interested in the mechanics of the of the game itself. As he took over play calling, what that meant to the assistant coaches, mm-hmm. as your offensive coordinator sitting up in the stands, who's talking to who first, and all those things matter, especially when we get on them. Like, why didn't you call a timeout when there were seven seconds? Well, there's twelve dudes trying to make this decision, and if you don't do it right, suddenly things happen. Like, yeah, not there's, challenging there's one guy a in pass. charge of. Ch- challenges and uh analytics and a lot of ways that things can go wrong and your head coach is the ceo of this process and when you see mike mcdaniel he just doesn't seem to fit what the old looking coach was and and a success is success man a w is a w that is a very very good team led by a guy honestly none of us would have hired I think we can all. Well, I mean, we he had great success in San Francisco, and I think he probably would have been hired, but five years from now, because he just he looks like he's eighteen. I that's what I'm saying. At the end of the interview, it would have been a very difficult trigger to pull. They did. I think it's. I think it's awesome. He is a uh, a modern coach. Well, a coach for a new era. So, so let me ask you. So, you, in this job of yours that you call a job, <laughs> you get to talk to different coaches, um, head coaches. In terms of styles, approach, or personality, give me a style, approach, or personality for a head coach that you go, that is a great head coach. I'm like, that's coaching today. Well, I think you're drawn to different coaches for different reasons because I think the best coach in the NFL right now is Kyle Shanahan. But I don't think, I think it's because he's a genius. That okay. he is going to put you in a position to be successful. Scheme. Scheme. It's scheme over everything else. You know when you arrive in San Francisco that his offense is going to work. How is he going to use me? And it will, will it benefit me professionally? Will I sign another contract? Will I catch more passes, make more blocks? I think you go there for that reason. On the disciplinary scale, and we'll go discipline would be a zero, okay, on a one to ten scale. Uh, discipline is on the zero side. And rah rah will be a ten, right? Okay, where would Shanahan? I think fall it would in probably lesser on the rah rah, more of the professionalism. Do your job. You don't. You're going to find you. I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm not going to scream at you. Like I'm a four. Find, yeah, probably about a four. Okay. And I would say a ten on that list was a guy that I thought was going to be an abject failure. I thought Dan Campbell going to the Detroit Lions. Given his style of coaching, which seemed awfully collegiate to me, mm-hmm. the rah-rah, the pregame speech, the let's go fight, win, kill, and attack the game day, but I didn't think he had the the chops to maintain a professional organization at that kind of consistent effort level where you got to be right at 99% all the time to be successful instead of the heartbeat, get ready for the big game on Saturday and then, you know, rebound and down at about a, you know, and then bring yourself back. The rah-rah coach I always felt like was not going to be successful anymore. The last really true rah-rah coach that was successful in my mind was Jimmy Johnson. And that had been 30 years since anybody had done what he did. That to be a pro- I don't know. So let me put it differently. I, I gave you a bad scale. In terms of uh, l- like 
player relationships mm-hmm. versus general. Right. Okay. I'm in charge. Hey, I don't I don't know what your name is. I'm not gonna learn your name. Either do your job or you're gone. Okay? Which I would think would be more of a parcels Bobby Knight. Those guys are gone, Jason. Those the, those coaches I'm no longer them, exist. I'm putting yeah. them on the scale. Right. And those coaches are now been phased and then, out. And then the versus the it's all about my guys. These are my guys like loyal to a fault. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna go down with the ship. Even though our best quarterback is on the bench, he loves, you know. I he, think he loves Ehef. That's my guy. I've known him forever. I know his parents. Are you kidding me? That's my guy. Even if he's not the best. So loyalty to the player to a fault versus player relationship guy. Where where do the best coaches you know, where do they fall on that scale? The loyalty goes as far as the contract. I think a lot of those guys understand. I will say this. I think Mike McCarthy has proven to be overly loyal. He's a very loyal football coach. I think he, uh, I think given, and, and I think that's comes like, from his like owner. Zeke's Zeke extra was here for way okay. too long. Okay. They put up with some of the things that Amari Cooper was doing off this field for probably too long. Okay. They, they did some things for some guys just because they had been around. I think Leighton Vander Esch was probably here a little bit longer, but man, he's a good guy. Let's keep him around. He's got just enough, and he, you know, ended up biting him in the ass when he got hurt again. Uh, yeah. So I think that, that they might are, be a Jerry Jones. I think issue. it's a product of the Jerry yeah. Jones idea, but I do think that loyalty. I mean, you don't. Jason come, Garrett was here too long. Yes, and I don't think you come to the Cowboys without knowing that loyalty will play a huge role. Like no matter what happens, if I do my job, Jim, Jerry will take care of me. He will, whether it be future considerations, whether it be holding on and not cutting me till after I vest. Little things that players I think know. You do that if that, you can. You're right. Always. I think on the other side of things, if you want to go zero, it's Belichick. Belichick, it is, what have you done for me lately? If you did nothing, even though I know you, you are gone tomorrow. You do your job or you leave. Well, here's what we know. If you if That coach is not successful today. Right, that they're phasing out, and he's the last of a breed. So who is, your, who is the best coach for your money uh, in the NBA right now? For my money in the NBA? The best coach you know. Like this is a player balance guy. This is a loyalty versus I'm in charge guy. This is uh, for all the things where you like the Kyle Shanahan or Dan Campbell. Where where is that guy in the NBA? The best coach in the NBA is Eric Spolstra. He embodies everything that I'm looking for in a coach. He understands longevity. He understands corporate knowledge. He coaches his guys up, and he puts teams together with talent that not might not necessarily be apparent when you're looking at the guys individually. I think Spolstra, bar none, is the best guy going. Where do you put Steve Kerr in that? I think his time is uh, – it's hard to judge where he is right now because of the situation that he was put in by his general manager who has him on a $400 million payroll. He is the only guy on that roster without an extension. He's trying to coach Draymond who has an extension. Steph Curry won't get off and say anything. He's been – he's dealing with Chris Paul. I think three years ago he was – the uh, the Kyle Shanahan, the genius, that he understood what it took to be successful, and if he went and got you, he knew that you could do something to help the team win. Now I, I think that the shine's off the apple because the disciplinary issues that he was either forced, that was either forced on him or he allowed to continue. Mm-hmm. I mean, most coaches, once Draymond punches Jordan Poole, one of those dudes is gone. I mean, yep. I'm not going to let it fester. It might hurt me in the short run, but I'm not going to let them both hang around for a year. Well, that's what they had to do last year. Right. And I don't know if that was Kerr's fault 
or ownership or GM who's now left for ESPN after doing all this, <laughs> I'm not sure that he's my favorite coach anymore, but he's certainly in the top five. It's very difficult to find that guy in the NBA, is what I'll tell you. Because I'd say Monty Williams, but how's that going? Well, there's some shine off that apple after what went down in Phoenix. And he was dealing with Robert Sarver, and he had bad ownership, so it's hard to judge him there. But I'll tell you what, what what does your record tell you you are? I mean, he's got some young talent, and he's just like Pop, young talent with no proof of improvement. And you would say, so, you know, the Lakers win the midseason tournament, okay? Head coach? Great. Can you name the head coach of the that guy, the Los Angeles Lakers? Uh, actually, it's Darvin Ham. Yes, who was out of tech, who yeah. could dunk, played for the Mavericks, but he had no shot outside of two feet. Yeah, but I mean, okay. do you give that victory to Darvin Ham, or do you give that to LeBron, saying, "Come on, AD, let's go get this one"? So, in that context, would you say Darvin Ham is a player loyalty guy or a, a, a general guy? I think he is. I think Darvin Ham. Uh, let's do a better example. Let's go Ty Lue. because there is a track record of Ty Lue, of Ty Lue's success. Sure. Um, I think Darvin Ham is in that Ty Lue vein. Like, look, we're all professionals here. I'm going to treat you like you're a. You don't have to call me coach. You can call me Ty. You know, we're we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. And I think very, he's an expert basketball at coaching men who play basketball. And I think that the, that's the that's the new thing now is you just need to know the game, you need to be able to treat these guys with respect mm-hmm. and understand those unwritten rules that are inside the NBA that we really don't get unless you're walking around like your paycheck matters, the minutes matter, mm-hmm. the thing that the, you know the consistency of effort matters to these pros. Uh, those guys get it that have been part of the game. Adrian Griffin with the with the Bucks, who? You gave the Bucks job to Adrian Griffin. Why? Because he's been there, done that, and he ain't going to step on any toes, and he understands the game just enough to know if things get tight, just throw it to the freak. You know, you don't have to be a genius in basketball to win in professional basketball. So do we, I think that analysis leads you to one conclusion, that in the NBA, coaching is secondary to the ability of your best players. <laughs> without hesitation, without question. Pop will be the greatest coach in NBA history will be the first one to tell you. So it doesn't really matter who your it, coach is. I mean, it, it's, it a does roster, it's a roster of coaches that any one of whom would do fine, just don't get in the way. But it's, it's veteran talent that leads your team. And if you don't have veteran talent, you don't have any team leadership. You don't have a chance. And therefore, your coach sucks. And everything's it's all bad, you know. Y- y'all got you guys are horrible, and you end up like uh, blaming the quarterback for a loss, or saying the quarterback won the game. Not the guys who blocked for him, you know. It's just the quarterback that won. Okay. Uh, same way in the NBA, you should you should lay the critique in the NBA on the if they're not winning, it's on the shoulders of your best player. I think well. There's only true? there's only one sport where coaching truly is different that matters, and that's college basketball. Every other sport, it's it's talented players. Every other sport, uh, it, it, college no, basketball no, is the no, last no, bastion no, no. of coaches college matter. Football is one of the the reason I love college football is scheme and the ability to dissect. By the way, UTSA and this is trailer and staff. They scheme to win against Marshall. That was scheme. They put they put a backup quarterback in a position to get the ball to their best player by 
scheme. Okay. It was brilliant coaching. That won the game. The the game was won on the sidelines and players that were put in a position to win. That's where that game was won. Because Marshall had more talent on the field. In my opinion, they had more talent on the field. But coaching was a plus 14-point difference. I would, argue the, I would argue the talent, but I do agree with the scheme. And I do think that college coaches uh, have a little bit talent. more of a of – Marshall a, was really fast. They're, they're, they yeah. were fast at several positions, speed that I was like, I don't know what UTSA has corners to keep up with. Uh, yeah, they bullied them. Yeah, they, the talent I, difference Talent is, was code for speed. Yes. They had – Marshall had more speed but didn't get that speed in the position to right. win. Uh, UTSA had good speed – but better coaching. I think that when you watch the NBA and you look at the effect of different coaches, that adequate coaching can be overcome by talent. I mean, if you just have an adequate coach, talent can get you a little bit further than an adequate coach. won't take you very far. Yeah. If you're only so-so in the NFL, it's going to be exposed because there's so many things you've got to do. Let me let me counterpoint you on, on, on Spolstra. Do you think right now if you added uh, Jimmy Butler to the uh, Spurs roster – that the Spurs roster would definitely be a playoff team. <laughs> I think that, it, yeah, I do. One guy. Yeah, one guy would make the Spurs a playoff team. I think Jimmy Butler would would be worth well, the, 15 there are wins. Certain guys but keep in mind, we're not just, talking winning playoff team. We're just talking about the top eight. And I think of Jimmy Butler, there's a lot of guys that you add to a bad team that'll, that are worth 12 games, that are worth 12 wins over a season, that they will go out on their own and win 12 games by themselves. Spurs don't have a whiff of that. Mm-hmm. And if you had that one guy... But you wouldn't expect it from a 19, 20-year-old. No, that's not, I mean, that's th- not really possible. It does happen periodically over short periods of time where you might get... Kucic might be a guy like... Or, you know, like I saw Paolo Blanchero a couple weeks back single-handedly won a game. You get it so per- yeah, you'll get it periodically, but to expect 12, no. That's the difference from where coaching matters, but players are more important. You yes. just... Gotta have the talent. Do you believe that in like the NFL, your team has the personality of your quarterback? In in college basketball, your team has the personality of your coach. Yes, that is a true statement. And in the NBA, your team has the personality of your best player. That is the the truest statement you can make. Absolutely, without hesitation. Okay, let's write that down and remember it because that's the kind of stuff that's brilliance that we spend and then it's lost and then somebody else takes credit for it. Write that down, and then it's you know uh, courtesy of the Thompson brothers. Well, it's all a true statement. I mean, if you talent leads the N- NBA, there's no question. Talent wins. Uh, coaching can be overcome by by better talent. It just will happen. I don't care how just good a coach. Just don't get in the way. I think that college coaches are kind of there, but it's still going to be talent. And the pros, I don't know how much effect at the end of the day there is. System rules all. Hey, we're glad you're with us today. I owe you Pete Davidson tickets. It's coming on the other side. In fact, we'll double up. You're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back. Oh, oh. Oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning! Hey, good morning to you. It's R&R in the morning, a Thursday edition. No Rudy J today. He's taking some well-deserved time away. 
Trembling Hills. I am the Blake Wesley. You are Blake Wesley. Show. He is now checking He's in. He's been on the bench. <laughs> what number is Blake? Is he double zero? What number is he? No. What are dude, you? That doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't. No, I don't think he's double now zero. checking in. All right, how are you going to give away these tickets, Rob? I got these Pete Davidson tickets. Am I eligible? Uh, well, you uh, no, you are not eligible. Um, is there first a of game? All, Does it, it go by height? We're trying to figure out what exactly Pete Davidson is going to do. He's going to do comedy stand up. Is he a stand up comedian? Yes. Okay. I, I, I'm not telling. You know, there's you're rumor, not a fan. Have you heard I can tell you the rumors about uh, Pete Davidson. Enough, dude. Golly. Well, I mean, if you're going to have rumors about you, that's a pretty let's, good one. Let's, let's talk about positivity. This is positive. Acceptance, I'm inclusiveness, all I, these values that we is, were raised with that apparently we're not doing anymore. I'm not mad at him. Forgiveness, acceptance, you know tolerance, inclusion, positivity. I don't think you know what I'm talking about, why let's he's just bring legendary. Just bring these values to the show. You know, he's, he's legendary. By the way, my phone just died, so. Oh, is that why it's dead over here? Yeah. Do you need to, oh, you can't. I went to blank. You faded to blow. You made it three hours. So if you're joining us on YouTube, the picture just got better. Make sure you're there. Put a thumb all over it. Like, listen, and share this. Uh, how many? We've got three real legitimate shopping days till Christmas. How are you going to give away the tickets? I, I'm going to give them away. I'm okay. just saying right three now we have three day. legitimate days left for, for shopping. As opposed and to the illegitimate. This would be a fine stocking stuff gift that you don't even have to get out of Dude, your chair Dude, I would for. go to this. I, I yeah. I, I guess I guess Pete Davidson I would be tell funny. You, I could tell you that. I, 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 it's, oh, he's no good. I don't. I don't know that he's bad. But it's what not I do even say, funny, man. I, the, what he's known for isn't has nothing to do with humor. What are you talking about? He was a Saturday Night Live comedian. No, there is something about him that is become famous after. All right, it's a it, okay, he's, just he's just what, move on. He's well endowed, Jason. Oh my the rumors goodness. are. I don't want to know this. The, I'm just saying. Why are you saying this stuff? I'm trying to figure out why he's famous. Well, it ain't that. I think dude. it might be. It's oh yeah. All right. Okay, go ahead. Ariana Grande, Kim Kardashian. They, I mean, for this guy, okay. you gotta wonder. Okay. Um, you are you're a bowl game watcher. Right? I am. We did this yesterday, and I didn't do it right. Okay. I'll be I'll be real. Uh, we did this yesterday, and I was trying to give away the tickets. We couldn't. If you want to go see Pete Davidson, get on the phone. Okay. He is going to be here the day after Christmas next week, December the 26th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got tickets to the Late Show at the Aztec Theater. It'll be at 930. If you, don't, if you don't win them, you can get them at LiveNation.com. Yep. If you want to go, dial 656-3776-656-ESPN. Because, and my phone's dead. Uh, see, there you go. You can't win. Tonight, uh, we will be broadcasting the... Uh, uh, Boca Raton Bowl. Boca Raton Bowl mm-hmm. on our. Uh, well, I just want them to get on. We're not giving them away yet. Let's just load up. The, I want to talk to them. Okay. So you guys dial in. I want to ask you some questions because the, uh, the you know the bowl season's begun and you're what eight and uh, what now? On well, your... we have we have weighted numbers on some of the bowl games. So we had a two point game and I won that one. Why is there two point games versus other games? Um, we're in charge. You know. I mean, what makes a lesser game? We can do what we want. We're we're adult men, and we can choose but to like, weight the values. Was the Scooters Bowl the Scooters Coffee? Who played in that? Uh, that would be UTSA over the two point game. That was and that was just because it was yep. a lesser, and it made it. Um, no, we were excited about the game. Big fans, of Coach Trailer, put two points on it. Okay. Yep. So, uh, what's your favorite bowl? What's my favorite bowl? Yeah. What's the bowl that you uh, the chili look bowl. forward to? My There's not a chili bowl. A gumbo bowl. There's not a gumbo, or is there? No, there is not. There is not. Probably Poulan Weed Eater, uh, a tradition like none other. <laughs> well, that's what I'm getting at. 
Because um, I had never heard it's of matchups. Alamo is always good. Well, the, the matchups be darn. I'm talking about the name of the bowl. Who what is your favorite? Cares? Bowl? Are you a fan? I of, just want the matchups. I look at who's playing. That's it. No, it's all about the name. It, well, I mean, you. Rose Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Chili Bowl, SRS <laughs> Distribution Bowl. That's. A big one. Uh, let's get onto the phones. If that you want to go see Freightliner Training School Davis, versus ITT Tech, are, are you really into the bowl world? And are you eagerly awaiting the Poulan Weed Eater Bowl? Paul, Paul, you're on uh, San Antonio Sports Star. Are you a Pete Davidson fan? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I am. Uh, have you heard the rumors about Pete? Enough, Rob. Let's move on. <laughs> I just, Goodness. I just heard you talking about it right it now. It doesn't matter. It, it, it ignore does. him. He's it, making it, stuff up. It matters. Yeah. So are you excited about the Bulls uh, coming up? Uh, uh, are you looking forward to the, uh, the let's see here, the uh, big boy... I can't, I'm not even going to go with that one. Are you looking for... <laughs> I gotta see this old man. He's got so, readers on. Squinting. Are so ridiculous. Are you Are you looking forward to the uh, Arizona Bowl? The Arizona Bowl, yeah, that seems interesting. I I've seen a couple of names in the Pop Tart Bowl. Kind of yeah. The Pop Tart Bowl was yesterday. Uh, are you looking forward? Don't is dismiss there, it. He there, knew about the Pop Tart Bowl. Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah, give him give him a uh, little credit. Well, no, because we were on air yesterday. He's a listener. Okay. Is there a bowl known as? The soy sauce bowl. The Kickleman soy sauce bowl. I've never heard of that. I would say no. If there, would you say which bowl is real? The Kickleman soy sauce bowl or the wasabi bowl? Which one is real? Which one is fake? uh, I'm thinking the wasabi bowl sounds. I'm going to go soy sauce. I'm going to go to the kick them in soy sauce, Rob. You think that's real or fake? I think it's real. You think, uh, what do you think, uh, Paul? Which one is real? He's gone wasabi. I think the wasabi one's real. Between the two of us, we won. And uh, actually, you did. Uh, Paul, well done. There is a wasabi bowl. The wasabi Fenway bowl is coming up Thursday, the 28th, and it will feature uh, the brand new ACC team, SMU, taking on the Boston College School there in Boston. I'm going to take SMU in Boston. In uh, well done, Paul. Hold on. You've got tickets to go see Pete Davidson. Stuff your stocking and hang around with us. we still got more tickets to give away. Thanks for everybody who was on hold. Uh, we'll be giving away those All-American Bowl tickets here in just a couple minutes as time is waning down. Well, SMU is going to be playing in that Wasabi Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, the ACC champion, Florida State, is outside of the top four. Um, there had been some talk even before the season began that Florida State sees the writing on the wall as far as what the ACC is in football and what it, what the world is becoming. And that as far as football goes, it appears that the ACC is now kind of behind the SEC. They could have been in the Big Ten and wouldn't have gotten in. And they feel like if they had been in the SEC, if they had been in the Big Ten, hell, if they had been in the Big 12, they put up that undefeated record, they're going. So they're now thinking about leaving. If you're the Big Ten... If you're the SEC, well, not so if, fat. They're, they, they, their media rights they sold to yes. the conference till 2036. But that doesn't mean they can't get out. SMU bought their way into the ACC. They just said, you know what? We don't need any media money. We will just buy our way in, and we'll figure it out once we get there. Does Florida State need Yikes. to get out of the ACC? Uh, how much? Well, considering what just happened to them, will never happen again. I mean, you'll never. Ne- there's never going to be a fifth seed not in the playoff. Now there'll be a 13 seed, but what we went through this year, we hope 
We'll never come down to it again. We won't care if you're a 13 seed, win two games, or lose two games instead of three. No media. You know how much money that is? SMU, with their endowment, decided. $20 $20 million a year, and you're going to still run a program? They're not going to take any TV money to join the ACC. And it's only going to cost me $20 million a year? Thereabouts. I can tell you I'm not leaving. Well, it's not costing, it's just you're not getting it. (laughs) What's the difference? (laughs) That's what they sold to their alumni. So you're not poor? Well, you're just not rich. Well, I mean, you could continue working. You're just not going to get paid. Oh, that's fine with me. If you're a Florida State, would you leave? No. Absolutely not. For that kind of money, it costs it costs a lot of money to run a football program. It costs a lot of money to keep up in football. And you're going to take a 20-plus million dollar hickey every year? No way. That's That's dumb. You're five years away from talking about, like, San Diego State folding your program. How are you going to recruit guys that come in and you haven't updated your facilities in 15 years? Without the money, it's going to be tough. I, well, you can't. It's not, it's, it's not possible. You should, can't do it. Should the SEC talk to them? We can talk, but we're not losing money. Sure. <laughs> if you want to lose money. But I can tell you, you give up, you give up your media money. I mean, if you're SMU, that wasn't a big deal to begin with, right? They're coming from very little in the conference. They That's were right. So it's they're a, not they're not losing as much as they're not picking up here in about a decade. Totally different price tag. Uh, for Florida, you can't do it. It's a huge, huge mistake. And you are you would quickly become a doormat in the SEC because no one would want to go to those facilities where the hot water doesn't work anymore. And you know, come on, that's not possible. There, what here's what's really going on with the ACC. They're rumbling to see if the ACC will fold, and therefore the entity that owned their media rights no longer exists, therefore they can keep them. That's what's really going on. But nobody's really thinking of leaving the ACC. They just want to threaten the idea, much like the Pac-12, where so many teams leave, and we're all going to leave at once, right? Ready, break. And then if they can do that, then no one loses any money. That's what's really going on. The uh, the discussion's going to be... Interesting to say the least, because I don't see how Florida State gets up for a bowl game. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna go play, but it's not going to matter. It's the long t- longevity of what I believe is a upper tier football program that is in the midst of this existential kind of thing. We're being left behind. I think they see it happening. I think they see the money that's being batted around by all these big schools. You can see it. They had a pretty decent recruiting class this year, just because of the success over last. But you're not going to play football in the vaunted ACC conference. You're just going to play football at Florida State, and that's a well. That's it's a Clemson and Florida State. I mean, and then the basketball ACC is that's it. Maybe not what it used to be, but still a really strong conference. It's still preeminent. And while you say it's Clemson. Uh, Clemson ain't what it was, and Dabo shines off the apple there. Maybe Miami, might have, who's appeared to kind of be on the upswing, might be enough to keep that ACC football relevant. But, you know, nobody's going to pay attention to an ACC football program when your primary rivals are Duke and North Carolina. I mean, who who cares? There's it's a just, lot of Duke and North Carolina graduates. I took a lot of offense to what you just they're said. They're all up on Long Island uh, taking offense to it. Okay. The what, is that like a reference to East Coast elites? Yes. That's My what, that, goodness. Have you ever walked the Duke campus? Dude, you got to, to turn that Fox News off, man. Stop watching. They are elite, along with the Notre Dameers. They, they think they're better than everybody else. The Spurs certainly don't believe that. I would give one way this uh, four-pack of tickets to the Army oh, All-American uh, Bowl since I'm 0 for 1 on 
ticket giveaway. <laughs> We're going to tease it forward. We're going to give away those tickets in about 15 minutes. But okay. first, hey, coming up, the Spurs are taking on the Bulls. Do we have a legitimate shot in this win we're going to play? We'll give you the numbers and look forward to what no, will be yes. yet another basketball game of futility, we believe. r and in the morning continues. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You know, as you... Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagle here. Coming up later on The Blitz, we are live out at Lucy Cooper's, the 151 location. Stephen Jones will join us to talk about last week's loss in Buffalo and this week's game in Miami. He joins us at 4.30. John McClain at 5.15. He'll give us the latest on C.J. Stroud. And Frank Harris is scheduled to join us as well. Hey, boys, you guys get along. No brotherly arguing. Let's go. Eh. You got us a cookout tomorrow, Joe. I hear Joe is uh, bringing a tri-tip. See, Joe Reinagle is new to the grilling and smoking game. He's got himself a big old Traeger, and he's kind of dipping oh, his, you his toe folks. into the into the water like of the uh, easy bake of, oven. That's yeah, exactly what it is. Right? I'm not making it any more than it was, but he is new to this, and it's hard In to screw this stuff up. In the same category of Traeger is Rudy's. I just buy it. I mean, mm, it's it's close. I would say that I do better than Rudy's. I think you might. I don't know. We'll find just, out tomorrow. I just think the Traeger is the the sports. It's it's automation taking over our lives, Rob. It's great, and but there are there are shortcomings to your Traeger. I mean, and we'll, we'll talk about them to a second. And how you overcome those shortcomings is really key. Uh, the the Spurs gonna win tonight. I'll just ask anybody. How many people driving right now, sitting at their desk, sitting at home, watching? Go can't wait for the Spurs game tonight because they're they're gonna win because. That's been beaten out of us. They're going to win. Oh, like we have a chance? Like we have, like we don't have a chance. There's not a prayer. You know, you hope you don't give up 50 in the first quarter. You hope that at least they keep it to where you're interested enough to make it to the third so then you can watch them collapse in the fourth. That's, that's kind of where we are now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly where we are, Rob. Yeah. Much like it's raining outside. A flare for the obvious. It, it, it is where we're, we are what we didn't think we were going to be. Oh, it's 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 depression. Yeah, it's abject depression. It's like it's like that experiment where you grab a mouse and you hold it real tight and you make sure it, it learns opto- obsolescence where it won't can't move. And then you can drop it into water and it'll drown because it doesn't know it can swim. That's where we are. Wow, that was a rather graphic description. Oh, I'm living drowning this. Drowning little pets. I, I'm I'm living this. This is real. Wimby didn't play the other night. Ankle soreness. Um, yeah, he I, twisted his ankle and came back from that. That'd have been. Well, the, what do you figure? Four to six for you and I. Well, the the interest <laughs> for months. The, the, Dude, the I'd, have, I'd have gone down like, uh, oh, who's who's uh, Anthony Davis? Well, Boy, he went down like, oh my goodness, is there a sniper in the building? And then he's up and playing. You know, goes twenty and ten in the in the second quarter, right? He's uh, I'm hurt unless I get the ball, and then I'm feeling pretty good. And then I, I'll take every shot possible, which is also another problem with Wimby that we digress from but the I want you to listen to coach Popovich this is Greg Popovich yesterday talking about you know bringing this young team along the losses that are required and the responsibility he feels to coach yet another one of those generational talents uh well obviously it's a challenge uh but it's fun is the wrong word but it's a it's exciting and meaningful challenge in the sense that uh I feel a great responsibility to those guys. You know, if I can if I can be around when we were winning, I sure as hell can stick around while we're losing. Uh, it's a different dynamic, and as we all know, this goes in cycles. And uh, I just thought it would be important uh, 
to experience this with these guys and help them grow as far as understanding you know what the basketball gods demand uh, it's not about talent they have to learn how to be pros uh, figure out their place as the program builds back and we use the draft picks that we've gotten uh, over the next few years so uh, it's it's a process in that sense, process. but because they've got such high character, it's really been yes. uh, enjoyable to go out there and coach totally differently than I did with Timmy and Manu and Tony. Uh, that was making adjustments and doing things during games. Now I don't uh, do any of that. And, <laughs> so what, what, what is it you say you do? No longer <laughs> adjust. Really, really good team. And this is different. This is more teaching. More fundamentals, more habits, so, uh, more consistency, what, kind what of things. You, what would you say you do? And that's a, a different emphasis and focus. Well, so, um, you know, I'm challenged. I'm not quitting. Didn't ask you that, but go ahead. He said few years process adjustments that he no longer does. <laughs> I mean, when, you, when, when people talk tell you who they are and what they're doing, are we supposed to believe them? Okay, just start with. I put Greg Popovich up in, in terms of heroes, okay? So he's well, he he is for forever and ever a hero of mine. I I just think he's he he did so much for the Spurs. He's so much a part of it. He's inextricably intertwined with our Spurs success. So let's not try to parse out who was responsible. They all did it. They all did it together. They're all valuable. Never going to change that. That said, to have fun with it uh, isn't making in-game adjust. Isn't that coaching? <laughs> you know, when it, that's that's coaching. That's what you do when you're the head coach of a basketball team. A lot of what you do during the timeout is in-game adjustments, and that's that's code for coaching. That's what you do. If you say, "Well, that's what I used to do," <laughs> uh, yeah, no longer doing that. Like well, I'm, when I'm, we were winning titles, like coaching and adjusting. And by the way, it, it, if how is it a challenge not to coach? <laughs> it seems like that's an easy road out. I would like to give this, apply this quote to someone that was a famous and truly heroic. But uh, the, the, you either die a hero or live long enough to be a villain. To see yourself as a villain is a true statement here. Okay, I'm listening. Because I'm not sure I understand. We're watching Bill Belichick in New England slowly go from hero to villain. Because he's villain. Well, not villain. Hindrance. That's, that, that's pretty strong. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pulling directly from the quote. But what I'm yeah. getting at is he is no longer, and and Pop is re- very much risking being considered the hero of its day. He'll never risk it for me. I, that uh, might not be true with everyone. But what? I, but, but for me, he's and, never going to risk. His and I reputation think most New England Patriot me. fans know feel the same way about Belichick. That most Spurs fans feel about. I mean, twenty years of greatness, continued and ongoing success with different dudes, but for one. I mean, he really is the Greg Popovich of the NFL. It, and, it, it and a similar kind of thing. And, and has you, earned it. Yeah, yeah. But a similar situation. Sure. But he's further down the road, down this weird process that teams have to go through, and it's been unsuccessful. His his choice of the next quarterback and Jones has been a failure. The the idea of replacing little parts and and, and keeping things on the level has not worked his eye for talent hasn't worked the game's kind of changed on him and we see what we see there and they're dealing with the same issues that the spurs are going to be dealing with i get i think about next year about this time next year if we've seen a 10 or a 12 game losing streak and we've got two more three more t- rookies if we're using all of our draft picks 
that are, you know, we're just as young, if not younger than we were before. Yeah. That we are going to look at Pop as the villain. And you're not only going to be talking about how are we going to gracefully end this, but there's going to be literal calls. Villain. We got to fire this guy because he's in the way. Uh, villain is a really strong word. Well, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. Villain suggests enemy. I'm, I'm not. That's I can't. I'm well, there's not going the there. enemy here, of the process. I'm not. We'll never dislike him, but you're gonna. I I see it. We were just in Boston, and you hear guys talk about Belichick. That old joke, like he's 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 in the room, and you're like, what are we gonna do about Bill? He's he's right here. He can hear you. They all. Not, uh, it is yeah. there. That's really where they are. I, you're right, but, but that's here's, what here's, happens in every sport. Yeah, it's time for you to go, Landry. It was time to go. We hated it. Ooh. It was time. To, we, we were all in 10 with no prospects. None. There was no we future. O, I think we were 0 in 10 after. Oh, we were, we were. We had two games won. Yeah. And the cupboard was bare. There was no prospects for any improvement. They had Michael Irvin. That's who they had. That's all that was on that roster when Tom Landry was fired. They didn't have Troy. Yeah, I'll tell you what. It, in hindsight, it you was fight, awful. You fire Greg Popovich, I don't think you get to heaven. Well, you lost. There's a lot of people that believe Jerry never will for Tom Landry. I mean, there, there's a few. Uh, th- those also over the years, they've waned. But probably true. We watched it happen, and guess what? Within five years, they were Super Bowl champs, and we went, oh, it was nice having Tom. We missed him, but, you know, five years, they were Super Bowl champs. Yeah, the thing, pretty amazing, actually. Yes. You look back at that, because it's, a you know, your roster – a 53-man roster and overturn churning. Uh, obviously, you had a lot of draft picks, and every draft pick hit. Right now, we are in a process, but our draft picks aren't hitting. What, what I'm saying is, if Pop is still here, and we're talking about the same things. I think your opinion of him will be drastically different. Would you this say time next year. though, and and this is, wouldn't you say though the the Cowboys turnaround? If we're going to go that direction, the Cowboys turnaround in the 90s was more a product of hitting on every single draft pick. You have to. That That's just part of it. But not only does it have to be your seventh rounders hit, which, you know, functionaries inside of a team, and you might not ever know that they hit, but they're seventh rounders and they work we the drafted, bomb squad. Luka Samanich was in the same draft. He's yes. not in the NBA anymore. We get Keldon but, as, a, as a slider. We, everybody thought he would go, no, 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 this is different. No, it was Blake draft. West. No, it was Samanich. We miss on that one and got Keldon. No, and, and, yeah, no, it was no, Keldon no. Last pick. Was it yeah. Keldon? Yeah, it was Keldon, the last pick of the of the first round. Then was it Primo in the uh, draft with Malachi and Blake, Blake Wesley? Wesley? He was the last of that pick. He was the last of that. So I mean, so Malachi is playing pretty good. As you he should expect, be coming off the he's bench. He's getting the minutes that he probably it, should deserve. Blake Wesley is. He's never Present going to be and, and is not going to be allowed to play. Never, no matter how bad our point guards are, he's not in the cards. Apparently, he doesn't get. He gets. A, he gets a, to warm up. He gets to. Mm-hmm. He gets a jersey, but he won't be here long. And that, and that selection's gone. Yeah, it's a waste. So your process, uh, if you're going to continue doing this, will have by by predictably, we'll have three draft picks in the first round in this next year's draft. Mm-hmm. Our number one will fail. Miserably, it'll be a reach for somebody that's not going to play in two years. We're going to get one out of three that will actually make the roster and contribute to to be an average player. And that would be that's not extraordinary numbers for the NBA. That's about right, to be quite frank. It's just kind of extraordinary for the is Spurs. It, is it too much to ask to be better than that? Well, that's what I'm saying. For the Spurs, they've consistently been better than that. Can the late get picks have been as that, effective as the early. 
I mean, three that actually play on the team. Weisskamp's still out there. He's still available. I think he's uh, coaching. Uh, we'll continue down this lane. But I have a question for you as we uh, go to break and get ready to give away some All-American Bowl tickets. Uh, Whataburger is known for kind of pushing. They have different kind of hamburgers, right? I, the newest one, uh, they got the chili cheese one. They got Fritos on it. They got chili. Have you had the uh, the uh, patty melt? Different hamburgers. But they're all hamburgers, right? Uh, you're talking to the wrong At guy. what point does a hamburger not... Is is it not a hamburger? Although there are rules, there are absolutely. At what point do we go too far? You want? I'll give you an example. Well, is a Wimby burger just because that whole bunch of meat is that still a hamburger? Because you can go to Chris Madrid's get a, I don't know, ten pounds okay. of meat with uh, cheese. Yeah, yeah. And of in between course. some bread, that's it, still a hamburger. It is a hamburger, but it's a rule breaker. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. kind of a timeless song isn't it? it you know what this is one of those and for those of you that have joined us today this has been kind of a not so much a stroll through memory lane but jason and i my brother who's sitting in for rudy j mm-hmm. uh jason and i did a lot of radio for a long time 20 years ago we've been what 22 years ago i, I think believe. only the wares probably the led yeah the Wear family. family show that predated us yes yeah, so we have done a lot of radio for a long time so and, there's them yeah and then there's <laughs> which us. is put your hand up as high as you can <laughs> And now tie your shoes, and that's the gap. And, uh, but every year we're narrowing. One way or another, we'll get there. And uh, yeah, this is an opportunity for us to sit in together and kind of uh, look back on what has been a, a, an interesting year. Your perspective is always good to, because you're not inside the bubble. It's a left field perspective, sure. No, you, you, you know, you know. You ask me, how do you watch the Spurs? And you know, I have to, I have to separate myself. I have to, I have to be oh, like you're a doctor. Media. Yeah, I yeah. have to walk into this and look at what's going on without going what the hell is that you know i can't i can't why, get lost why defensively uh the spurs continue to sag into the lane when wimby is at, in the post is a mystery it would be like gary payton is picking up the point guard and the center runs out to double team why 20 you? feet from the basket it's dude the best defensive player top five in the nba right now has an assignment in the paint you don't need to leave a shooter to help him. Don't let him. Don't let him, worry about it. That's, that's the shot we want them to take. Why do we want them to take an open three? It doesn't matter, Rob. It doesn't uh, matter. If you can't change it, don't be upset about it. Whataburger has a, a variety of hamburgers. Let me bring up Whataburger because I want to give away some tickets real quick. The okay. All American Bowl is coming to San Antonio yet again. It's one of the best things that happens in San Antonio. This year it's on January the 6th, and they're going to fill the dome with two great football games. Uh, first, we get the All-Star Game, where we invite those with big stars uh, from all over the country to come and play a fine football game, televised across the country and broadcast by Jason Minix. That's followed by the San Antonio Sports All-Star Game, presented by Valero. You want to go, get on the phone, 656-3776, 656-ESPN. We'll also feed you. We'll have you a four-pack of, of tickets and Whataburger coupons to take care of the fam while you're watching two great football games. Caller number four will be going to see that. Caller number four headed to go see the All-American Bowl on us. Another reason it pays to listen to the San Antonio Sports Star all day, air day. And air, on air, behalf air day. of the Thompson brothers, you're welcome. You're, you're very, very welcome. Yeah. Uh, you were talking to me as we came in. I think this is hilarious um, because about every – I saw the commercial for the uh, car, the Chris Madrid's Wimby Burger. And Wimby you know, Stack. You want to go get the Wimby Stack because they're going old school. You can put your picture up. You know, If anybody's been to Chris Madrid's, you know, before you sure. get a shirt. There was a time when we had our shirts Listen, up on the wall. The macho nachos is more Hard than enough. That. And so, 
How do you define a hamburger? Well, here's here, okay, uh, this comes from uh, uh, a hamburger you paid for. Uh, graduation lunch. Thanks again for for hosting. Oh, at the airport. Yeah, at the uh, uh, Cinnabon. Gate nineteen. <laughs> gate nineteen. No, gate twelve uh, for the gate twelve. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Gate twelve. So gate twelve. Uh, I get talked into a burger uh, by the the waiters. Really nice guy. Uh, oh no, you can't go wrong with this. And it, it's going to be the brisket burger. Okay. Which I had an assumption based on rules of hamburgers. What they did, Rob, was they brought a hamburger, laid strips of brisket on top of it, no, and that, then covered it in sweet barbecue sauce. No, that's sauce. awful. That's not a hamburger. So I just, I, no. it really bothered me because, you know, we live in a society with rules. We have rules, okay? And we don't have to, we don't have to pass a law to understand the rules. If you're going to call it a brisket burger, what that means is you're making brisket part of the beef protein. You have ground up the brisket with something else, or that's maybe it's the, all brisket. That, that's the rule. That's what I would have assumed. The protein is the the patty. That's it. But you can have several kinds of protein, right? We had one rule violation years and years ago that we go, you know what? We're going to ta- we're going to change the catch rule, and it's going to be this now. Okay. Uh, we're going to let you put bacon on a burger because actually it's really good. But that was a rule violation. We, we moved what about the an egg? Again, are we allowing the, eggs? The, absolutely. Okay. It's a it's a minor it's a complementary protein, right? But you don't put like a chicken patty on a beef patty. You don't put shrimp on there. You don't do don't put like a fillet of fish on it. It is a burger, and if you put anything, if you want to do what I, I strongly advise, you don't. Put anything sweet on what is a hamburger. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. You have to what put if my ketchup is sweet. You have to put that on the side. Well, what's allowable then? Ketchup is part of what is within Acceptable. bounds. So you can get like. Well, I don't a, like ketchup, so I think people put ketchup on their burger weird I, anyway. But, but if you but want it's to, certainly in bounds. It, there is no doubt that ketchup is in bounds in the rules. No doubt about that. I'm not going to hear to argue that. But that's it. You don't move the line on that. Sweet barbecue sauce should never, by rule, be on the actual item. It's an unpleasant taste. If you like it, you're in a very small minority of folks that like it. That's an add-on. You put it on the side. And to take the liberty, as a chef, to put sweet barbecue sauce on a burger that you've just laid brisket on, I that's a, uh, th- that's a flag. It's a crime. I, I throw the red flag on that. I, I think there should be an apology. Can you? Co- at what point does a hamburger or whatever you define it as become a sandwich? Is that when you start adding weird meats? I don't think I don't buy the the hamburger sandwich thing. Uh, the, well, I mean, the Venn diagram overlaps. I'm okay with that. Well, but I think that a good hamburger is your target. For any restaurant, you, your target should be a good hamburger because a good hamburger is great. You don't need to add to it. You're good. There's no reason to add. You're you're good. You know, here's my twist. I put soy sauce and sweet barbecue sauce on it. No, don't twist. Don't do it. It's a bad idea. It's a perfect American meal that if you try to take liberties with it, you're going to offend people. Where would where's the do you enjoy a weird burger? As you had one that you wouldn't call a hamburger. That oh, I thought went. the first time I had an egg on a hamburger, I was like, okay, this is wild. I think it goes I gotta say, saying. not bad. But I think the way you put it was, it's a complementary protein. It's a complementary protein, exactly. We, you, you'd rather have eggs and bacon, not just eggs. What about, it's a complementary protein. And you can't mix meats other than bacon. Uh, bacon oddly works. But it's, <laughs> I don't know why. But no 
I remember Carl's Jr. had a hamburger and a hot dog combined where they put a hot dog oh, on a hamburger patty, yeah. which I think is there's a, sin a lot of man. things over a certain age you go like, man, can't do that. I saw one that's like a pretzel. We're going to do pretzels. It's a pretzel bun. And inside that, it's going to be jalapenos. It's going to be stacks of bacon, then a slice of meat, and then a stack of bacon. And then, okay, well, that, you're going to. You're going to spend a little time after that contemplating your decision over a certain age. And when you start talking about the best and what, it, 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 there is no best hamburger in San Antonio. If because you, if I ask our listeners uh, yeah. right now, I need 50 people to give us 50, give us their favorite. I think we'll thin probably patty, get 40. Thick patty, thick patty. It doesn't you Good is your target. A good hamburger so, is great. So if you were targeting and you were making a burger, Right now, I'm so into the smash burger that if you're if the meat is not thin and crispy, I don't want it anymore. Really? I've gotten away from the thick, meaty. I'm down with the smash burger. I'd rather fry three different patties that are thinner this. as total than this one is, thick This one. is my over, over the certain age test. Do you drink as much beer as no, you used to? No, I don't. It's it's funny. I, I I like to think that I do, and I act as if you know. Mm-hmm. I, I go buy in the quantities that I used to buy. Mm-hmm. I fill coolers like I used to. It just seems like everything I do, I have a whole lot of beer left over. I've got a few more questions for you. Can you drink a cup of coffee after four p.m. and sleep? No, no, man. Okay. I drink enough coffee before most people get up to keep a keep a racehorse alive for a week. No, man. I I have to cut my caffeine down. By about two o'clock, I can't have any more. Or I'm I'm that old guy that's like got his legs shaking on the couch. I can't sleep. Okay, I have a last question. Oh no. Do you enjoy as part of a meal a good salad? Well, good. A good salad just it hits the notes. See, it for have to be me, fancy. a good salad is not healthy salad, and I do enjoy those. But uh, if you're bringing me one of those, it's just I'm just talking about you know, whatever, whatever appeals to you. A, I like a good salad. I do. Yeah, but it's not. It's, you are. Old. I am old. You, I've diagnosed you. You just met the, the criteria. By the way, I am also old because I would have answered yes to all of those questions no, as man, well. We talk about this a lot. The bear, you know you have You have age. a pair of jeans that is logoed Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> that or Kirkland. <laughs> if you got an Amazon or a Kirkland that, brand. That you wear. You have gotten it. That you go. You know, this is a fine piece of clothing. No, the the, the separator is the fishing shirt. <laughs> if you own currently a fishing sh- a short sleeve Columbia whatever fishing shirt you choose and a, and a, a semblance of hey dudes, you're old. I'm sorry. You just uh, cool and old. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're just what the rest of cool. us. You, okay, I'll show you something. I wish I had my video on. You have a pair of hey dudes, don't you? Oh, I have two pairs. How about these bad boys, Rob? I uh-huh. can see your specs. I have little thin emergency readers because for some reason, and restaurants are going to give you some advice. It's going to help you out. When you are serving food and the bill comes, oh, I have the same pair. I too. Slimline, whatever. I too. Have these specs it's the closest thing to a monocle I'm, you can buy. I'm double specced right now. I can see through walls. Here, here, here's my advice to restaurants, and, and this is going to make you a lot of money, so just listen up. In a restaurant, your biggest tippers are guys over that certain age. If somebody in your restaurant needs readers to read your receipt, that's the people that are tipping more than they probably should. Yep. Okay? Be nice to us. Print your receipt in 14-point type. There you go. That's free. 
one more. If you're using your phone flashlight in a restaurant. If you leave your phone flashlight on and you don't remember turning it on. <laughs> you're one of us. Hey, thanks, my brother, hanging out with me one more time. We got another day's show tomorrow. Guess who's going to be here tomorrow? His name is Mike McCarthy. And he'll be here at 645. Y'all be cool. We'll see you then.